Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the pod? Get the Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh. We have Blake and Reed in the Escape Pod today. We're going to be chatting about Solo during the length of the film, making a commentary track for you guys. So uh, prep your Disney Plus tabs or pop in your Blu-ray because uh, we're about to watch some Solo around eight minutes. We'll do the countdown. I think it's around then. Uh, and then after the movie's over, uh, we also stick around and chat Star Wars naturally, various different subjects on the horizon. So stay tuned for that. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hope you guys enjoy the movie. Uh, so let's uh, go meet the boys. landing all right welcome back guys hey glad to be back hey josh thanks for having me back on here yeah it's been a lot of fun watching you with you so far i'm glad to yeah man it's yeah this has been great i i've really enjoyed these commentaries just you know like this has been really enjoyable um but uh yeah what do you guys think of of solo um i like i think you and i have talked about this a fair bit before uh because like i there, there's I like visually the movie's awesome. Uh, like I like the movie for the most part. There's like certain things that bugged me quite a bit about the movie when I saw it and stuff. But like they're not like big enough that I hated the movie. Like no. I still enjoyed the movie. It was still a good Star Wars movie. I thought. Right. Yeah, I could agree with that. Uh, I would say some of the stuff I was most excited for the movie itself before it came out actually was some of the things I was maybe most let down by. And some of the stuff I thought was gonna be really terrible uh, ended up being pretty good. So to get into that, like I wasn't expecting Alden Ehrenreich to be the best, but I actually thought he did a good job and I really enjoyed it. Whereas, um, I'm gonna blank on his name here because oh, I'm on the spot here. But yeah. uh, Orlando, Are you talking? Yeah, Donald Glover. Yeah, Donald Glover. I was I, I had very high expectations for him. Actually, I didn't really like his performance, if I'm honest. I was really yeah. excited. I, I, I think was, he's a pretty good actor, but yeah, yeah, I agree. I was pretty let down by his performance. Yeah, because like, I was really excited when they announced it because I, I really loved him in Community quite a lot. I thought he did a really great great, great job as Troy. And uh, I like, was into his music and his stand-up comedy. I'm like, this guy is just a man of a thousand talents. So I just expected it to carry through as, as Lando as well. But yeah. uh, it, it just it didn't resonate with me. There were certain things, certain moments where I felt like he almost dropped character and he didn't actually feel like Lando, which is what threw me <laughs> off. So. Dude, right. dude, yeah. I just remember watching that movie and like the biggest thing about like his character that stood out to me was that he would like change accents sometimes. Yeah, I, like, so, that was like, a big part of it. It was just too much and then he would like drop the accent in some scenes and not use it. I'm just like, that's kind of rough. Yeah. Like, we kept that in the movie. 
No, I totally agree. I think there was a lot of times where he should have dialed it up like a lot more. And then it just it just felt like he had so much potential to still be that character. And then it just didn't come through 100 percent. Yeah, I agree. And that's not to say all the scenes were bad. There were some scenes where I'm like, yeah, this is Lando. I buy it. Like uh, specifically when he's doing a lot of the gambling stuff, I thought he did a really good job. But there is other scenes and maybe you could argue that he did it intentionally because he was trying to make it like an early Lando or Lando was trying to come into who he is or he was kind of changing, like dropping accent and stuff like that. But to me, it just felt like he was messing up as an actor. So Mm -hmm. it just didn't come across that way. Like almost not staying in character kind of thing. Exactly. That's exactly how it felt to me. It actually took me out of the movie quite a bit and I find that really disappointing. Yeah, really. It definitely throws you off (laughs) in those parts. But to get to get away from the the actors, I actually really enjoyed the the setting of this movie, where mm-hmm. it was like uh, kind of on the imperial side at the beginning, getting to know like Han and kind of his uh, introduction through the academy before he started to go on his own way and everything. I just right. thought it was really good. Yeah, like yeah. I think like as a whole, like I really liked the main like themes in the, of the movie and stuff like that. I thought those were a lot of fun. Um, or, or just like yeah really cool themes i think like of all the new star wars movies like other than rogue one i have to say like the world building is probably like one yep. of the best in, totally these, agree with in that. this one mm-hmm. um it sounds like you're gonna say the same thing as me whereas of the new uh disney movies so excluded mandalorian this yeah. and rogue one are hands down the best absolutely yeah these these two like even though that they had like uh problems or whatever like i i don't remember much but i think i had heard at one point they had problems with both of these movies during production or something like that yeah they both um, had quite a bit of production issues and they both changed directors halfway through yeah and even in spite of that i both of these movies are hands down at least in my opinion better than all of the the sequel movies that have come out that's funny. Mm-hmm. Actually, Josh would be surprised if you jump in here and say, like, maybe it was a good thing that there was two directors that kind of helped keep it all together, as opposed to just giving J.J. Abrams the full reins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's a problem I've had with a lot of these movies is that that the directors have just been given way too much freedom. And ironically enough, that's exactly what happened with Solo is like the directors were just given way too much freedom. And we're talking about the guys who did the Lego movie here. Where they was, you know, they're, I mean, they're primarily uh, uh, all about the comedy. Yeah, and, like even uh, that was just such a weird casting. I mean, it was. Casting, but it was. Like, yeah, it, as as far as a director's choice, it was choice. always kind of an odd choice. Yeah, uh, uh, Phil. Uh, what am I? Uh, is it? Was it Phil? Phil Lord and. That's and, what I'm uh, remembering is Phil Chris, Lord. Chris, is it Chris Miller? Something like Phil. Hold on, let me. Let that me sounds right. Say. I know it's been so long. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a while. Uh, yes, yeah, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, of course. And then they also did uh, Into the Spider Verse uh, yeah. more recently. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they uh, yeah. So they they of course attempted this film, and then uh, and then Ron Howard came in, and uh, you know, reports were that they uh, had to redo most of the film. And uh, you know, it honestly, like I was I was pretty terrified that this was going to be. A pretty bad movie and then aside from like the little nitpicks i have about about the casting um i, I think the overall uh, direction of like where they took the film in the end was like amazing like it blew me away as far as like, what good. i expected yeah. um i think it's one of the best that disney's actually put out and it's really um, cool that i know in these, these uh, podcasts we talk about the clone wars all the time but this is really cool mm-hmm. this was the first movie to recognize clone yes wars it was in a yep. theatrical setting 
It was, yeah. It was it was the first film to really, uh, aside from A New Hope, which at that time, you know, the Clone Wars wasn't even a thing yet. Uh, they'd still, I mean, it was a thing in the story, but it wasn't like a an actual show that we could watch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Solo was the first one that actually acknowledged a, sto- a big story point in the in the Clone Wars that then, uh, you know, brought brought a very famous character back, and then and then we and then we were actually able to see the result of that on the 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 silver I guess the silver screen, right? Um, and so yeah, a lot of people were just confused. I think when when they went yeah, to the absolutely. theater, yeah, absolutely, yeah, it's but, kind of funny because uh, you can almost well, argue that that's why they didn't do it for a really long times because so many people that be out of the loop. But then, it, like I'm sure constantly. Uh, fans like fans have been following like all the different media have been wanting exactly this for the mm-hmm. longest time and they kept kind of avoiding it not wanting yep. the confusion for the just the average fan i guess yep. sorry what uh, who which what's the character that we're talking about because uh, i'm allowed, more, so I'm allowed. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh have you not <laughs> seen solo yet no you've seen solo right Reed? i've seen solo but who are we you talking have. about? oh we're talking about maul oh darth maul okay yeah 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 rubble legs so, darth maul yeah. So for yes. a lot of people who never really watched Clone Wars and understood kind of how he comes back and, and you know, even that he comes back in the first place, uh, it was like, hey, hold on a second. Like he got kind of half. Like, what's he doing? Back? Yeah. You know, like yeah, and, well, and I feel like people like the average moviegoer felt the same way about that as uh, Palpatine bring brought back for episode mm-hmm. episode nine. They're like, wait, what? Right. Wasn't he dead? Like, why do they just throw pulling this guy out of nowhere and shoving him in this movie? Right. And, uh, and I think that's, that's one of the things I think that that really sits sour in my stomach still is is the fact that, I mean, we all know that bringing back Palpatine was a last minute change. I mean, uh, the whole rewrite thing that happened, the shift of directors, everything, uh, you know, this was never supposed to happen. It was clearly not supposed to happen based on the previous two films. And, uh, and and that was just a last minute thing. Whereas Darth, whereas the mall storyline and like how that kind of gradually came about, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of viewers have had the chance to catch up on that storyline and actually understand um, why he's been brought back and how he's brought back. And and we're given time with that character uh, as as far as his resurrection goes and the plot uh, as to why he's back in the first place. Right. Yeah. Whereas Palpatine, he just pops up and he's there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, apparently this whole thing was his plan and he's just back you, you know? just never whereas, heard of like, exactly exactly <laughs> whereas maul is a completely it's on the other right other end of the spectrum as far as resurrections go because yes he is back but he's like struggling to hold on to anything like he's struggling to hold on to any kind of power that he can get and uh and i love that they actually acknowledge the fact that during this time period he would be alive he would be running this crime syndicate mm. um because in rebels the animated series later on this is where he ends up so it was a nice little insert to kind of say like, hey, yes, this is to award all the fans that want that interlacing yeah. feel between the films and the yeah. animated series. Like right? Up to that point, yeah. I would say, and even that, that was just kind of like throwing everyone a bone because like sometimes it does really feel like it's in the same universe, but you never really see the connection. It's always like a one right, one way flow, right? Where it's like the movies affect the TV shows, but the TV shows never have any effect on the live features. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's nice to actually have though, and not just like a ship in the background, like what we got with Rogue One. I mean, that was yeah. cool. It was cool. But but it's yeah. like, no, we want we want more Throwing than that. It's like, yeah, yeah, we want more than that. And just a, like, we don't want the cameos. We want an actual 
you know, you say that, but Darth Maul is definitely a cameo. Okay, he is, he is but but it's like it's the, it's the kind of cameo that actually sticks out like a sore thumb, right? Whereas yeah, the the ghost in in Rogue One, it like, like freeze frame and like step through it to find it. Yeah, and like Wait, hardly anyone would notice that. One? What is this? The, the 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 ghost uh, the ghost is is like the main ship of the Rebel crew that that the animated series Star Wars Rebels takes place around. Uh, their ship is in uh, is in Rogue One in the background, flying around. It's parked outside the Yavin base. So it was a nice little Easter egg they dropped in, saying like, "Hey, the, this this ship is from Star Wars Rebels, right?" But yeah. it doesn't stick you, out like a sore yeah. thumb. Like you if you haven't seen the show, yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. Like, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like exactly. if you haven't seen the show, then then it's not something you can actually catch, right? But that's what I mean as far as like that kind of cameo doesn't do it justice, right? Like I want the kind of cameo that like kind of slaps viewers in the faces, like, "Hey." Look, you're missing part of the story. If you want the rest of the story, go watch that show. So, like, like it, it's cool when that happens because then it makes, like, the saga more of a saga, right? For sure. And you it, think it would make people more interested in actually checking out the other media as well, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, then they get, you know, then you get the full picture, right? So, I mean, it's like the Marvel films. Like, when they did, when they did Infinity War and Endgame, I love the fact that they didn't want like they didn't they didn't have time to re-explain what happened in the last 20 movies. Yeah, for sure. And 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 they didn't do it anyways. And like they actually were successful at at making a film that people went to the theater, saw it having probably seen most of the previous films, enjoyed it anyways, understood it. All the little things that they may have missed in the other films, they'll find more enjoyment out of that final film later when they go back and watch those films and it's like oh hey that has some correlation with the, this thing over here whereas like i feel like sometimes that just doesn't really like they, they need to take more more risks risks like that with these, yeah, with these star wars films right because i have uh, a so question for you guys do you think they're gonna make uh any kind of like sequel to this one that's I don't tough. I know. I know they. Office. Yeah, that's the problem. I feel like yeah. they had planned to, especially the way it ends, that they mm-hmm. had wanted to yeah, make a whole spin-off series. But hadn't they it, made? Uh, sorry, hadn't they like literally like titled like Rogue One and uh, this one like a Star Wars story? Like, weren't they yeah. going to make like a bunch of Star Wars movies that they yeah. would classify the, as a uh, Star Wars? Story? Yeah. So the there's definitely films. lots of box office issues that got in to do with that because their plan was to do a main saga film and then a Star Wars story movie, like a spinoff of some sort in between. So then because production usually takes about two years to from start to finish at making the movie. So then they have one coming out every year, but then mm-hmm. they had two flops in a row. So uh, there was some kind of like background talking and, uh, Bob Iger put out an announcement saying that they're they're going to pull back. They think it was too much uh, Star Wars and fans couldn't handle it, so they're going to pull back and just do one movie every two years or whatever. Yep. So wait, so Rogue One and this movie tanked at the box office? No, Rogue One actually did really well. It got over a billion, but this one it didn't make a billion dollars, and it cost twice as much as every other movie because they switched directors halfway through. Oh, yeah, that, was, that yeah. was their own mistakes. Yeah. Uh, Solo was actually the only Star Wars movie to lose money. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. I believe yeah. that's the case. Other than that, or just barely cleared its budget. And this is before think, DVD sales and everything, a Blu ray. I think a lot of people are hoping that at some point we'll get a Disney Plus series that perhaps follows up on the film. Maybe um, it would be a shame to kind of get a, a follow up story in the form of 
literature of any kind, not, not to like disrespect the books, but I mean, you know, when you have such a big film like that and then any chances of getting a sequel are canceled, like you don't want to see those stories end up in something you have to read because then 90% of people that went and saw them film aren't going to know that story. Right. So uh, yeah. I really do hope that they make something like an, like a 10 episode single season that maybe wraps up Kira's storyline uh kind of makes relevance to Maul's uh have to do with the Crimson Dawn stuff and and uh, and then maybe also follow up on the the solo uh Chewbacca team up that they go over to to meet Jabba for whatever crew that they they heard at the very end of the film there they heard of that job right so um it would be nice to get something but I don't know if we're ever gonna get I actually think a TV series would be a good idea like Mm -hmm. I think that would like play in really well like to the uh, Han Solo's character and and, like the different like relationships with that he has and stuff going on like with yeah with Kira and then probably the future conflicts with uh, Maul and stuff like that I think that would be pretty easy to make a TV series out of but yeah like you said like who knows right exactly um all right, so without uh, further ado, I guess uh, let's uh, let's turn this movie on. Can you guys see the live stream there? Yeah, 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 Captain. See the the black window. Yep, I can see her. All right, cool. Okay, so hopefully uh, everyone at home there, if you guys have your your uh, playbacks ready to go, I'm sitting on uh, uh, triple zeros here, so okay. uh, I'll do the countdown in uh, three, two, one, play. I got the Lucasfilm logo up there. You guys can see that? Yep. Also, I need to make a correction. I just looked up the costs in the the box office, and uh, it did not lose money, but it did make nearly as much as everything else did. Mm -hmm. It it made uh, 400 million worldwide compared to everything else, which was over a billion. And it cost 250 million, which was actually more than Force Awakens. Wow. That's, That's crazy, man. Really, this cost more than Force Awakens, eh? Five million, yeah. You know what's interesting about this film? Because a lot of people were kind of wondering, kind of like Rogue One as well. It's like, how is it going to start off? No, crawl. <laughs> yeah, and and I really like how they took the same font and color as the long, long time ago. And yeah. they did like a little text entry. I really like it. I thought so too. I think they did the same thing for Rogue One, did they not? They kind of like made it like a theme for the spinoffs. They yeah they kind of, yeah they did something similar I think. Um, Where it's like oh, it's man. Star Wars, but it's not like the saga style. Right. Right. Man, I got to say of the entire movie, this is my most favorite design. Like this, Corellia is just so cool the way it's all thought yeah. out. Yeah, it oh, is. They did a killer job. Like man. with the worlds and stuff like this in this movie, yeah, oh, man, it's so like, well done. was a really good like opening scene. They did a killer job with this planet. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of live action for this movie too. There's a lot of props and stuff. Like the yeah, car he's really driving, cool. like, that's a real car. Oh. Yeah, what what is the what is it they used again? Was it a Dodge of some kind? I it was, like, it was, it was like a, a Dodge Ford? Charger or something. I thought it was a Ford frame, and then they just re- they built an entire custom body on it. Oh yeah. Think. No, I love that. Spe- I love that speeder so much. I uh, I ended up buying like the the Lego set for it. The book. Oh, nice. <laughs> you like the book design, where it's like a yeah. Like a book it's pretty flat. awesome. It's got yeah, a it's got like the, the curved side and the, yeah. the other side's like square. Yeah, I really love it. 
That was cool. I feel, like, I feel like it's very like Star Wars it to is. have kind of yeah. an, an uh, ob, like a, a, a non, a, yeah, asymmetrical design. Yeah. yeah. Man, because like this compared to every other movie coming out where it's all like everything is CG. There's just people on the green screens and then just like here you go, the natural lighting, everything. Oh, I love it. I love it so much, man. Yeah, it's awesome. I think one of the only complaints about the visual aesthetic of this film that I've heard from people is that it's a very dark film. Yeah. Like visually? Like visual, visually, like but just, you could, just hard to I see kind of visually. It, though. Like, um, I don't mind it either. Cause like, it's funny. That's actually, <laughs> Cause like, I find that's actually an issue with a lot of modern films. It's because, because of CG, right? They have to light everything mm-hmm. flat. So anything dark is done in a fake environment. There's a lot of, yep traditional films up until the 2000s were all done with natural lighting and so you get crisper blacker blacks everything else yeah. modernly is very washed out yeah no that's true i think a lot of people with their oleds uh tended to find this movie very very you know on the on the darker side you know because yeah, black sure. black is like true black on an oled tv so right This music's kind of prequely. Yeah, it is. Uh, the composer for this film was John Powell. Okay. And uh, John Williams did one song in the whole in the whole in the whole yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, he did the yeah, main theme for a solo, and then uh, John Powell took that and ran with it through the whole film and did the rest of the soundtrack. Okay, I can see that. Hey, quick question for you: Is there a way for me to improve the uh, stream quality? It's kind uh, of crunchy. Oh, it's how's your internet? Grainy. How's you guys' internet? I'm on an Ethernet, so it should be pretty good. Same. Okay, because I'm streaming your oh, max quality. Oh, that's better. Okay, that's I way was better. Doing, I was I lowered better, I lowered yeah. the frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I was giving you sixty, so now you're getting thirty. Yeah, the way super- I really like this. The snake slug thing. thing yeah yeah it's yeah. funny if they definitely wanted to go with something really java-y but not java right yeah right it makes me wonder then why are all these crime syndicates have these leaders that are like immobile disgusting rich creatures like, how do they exercise any form of control like they're yeah. slimy worms like you could just blast them or punch them in the face and it's just over put an electrical cable in his little pool there it's sitting in done <laughs> yeah like with java that always blew my mind i'm like the dude can move yeah exactly right <laughs> how did he do anything it's money money's power i think it all comes down to they could pay other people to protect them so if you yeah. kill them, you're going to get killed that's, too, right? That's a right. huge commitment to loyalty, though. Like, I mean, so. But there's one problem. is How do they get that money to get the power in the first place? Yeah. They can't move. Yeah, this is true. Gambling, I guess. I, I love this scene with the rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love... I love... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that scene. Yeah, I love that so much. This is cool. Yeah, I forgot. It's the kind of line that you don't expect from from the character, right? Like, (laughs) and you just made a clicking sound with your mouth. Yeah, yeah, just calling him out on it. Yeah, yeah. You just don't expect it at all. Like, cheek. 
Yeah. And I love how, like, coveted thermal detonators are. Like, she calls them out because it's, like, pretty rare that you see a thermal detonator because it's, it's such a be, yeah. explosive. So flat out, it's like, you don't have a freaking thermal detonator. You it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's also interesting because it's like a, a callback to uh, Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or a call forward. <laughs> so you got uh, a foreshadow. A foreshadow. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if – oh, here's something I've never thought of before. No, oh, it couldn't have been. I, I was going to say it would be really cool if it didn't work here for Han, but then later in that movie he suggested the idea to do it. But at that point he's frozen in carbonite, so unless he had told them before that. Right. Yeah. It's like his plan finally worked like 30 years later. That would be interesting. <laughs> um, but they, they did do that in Clone Wars when, uh, when Anakin – has to fly under the radar with his his uh his breakout crew to uh, the Citadel. Yeah. Uh, him and Obi Wan and and uh, the rest of the clones and Ahsoka, uh, they all they all carbonite themselves to get past the scanners. Yeah. And uh, so that's how Vader knows that freezing Han Solo would actually work and not kill him. Oh right, yeah, yeah. They all connected it together. <laughs> exactly. One thing I don't know if I like, though, is how they'll progress one step further, and now every bounty hunter has a carbon freezer in his ship, like, ten years later. Yeah, when I saw that in The Mandalorian, I yeah. wasn't too, um, I'm like, I, it was, I, was, I was kind of, like, iffy about it. It's such a one-off thing, like, how did anyone yeah. hear about it? And how did the technology progress that quickly? It seems kind of weird. Yeah, that was the one thing about that entire show, I think, that I kind of felt a little unsure about. But it sure is convenient. Yeah. Turn everyone into... Uh, Cards, right? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. This is one of the things I like about this movie, too, is that, like, with the world building, is that we see, like, a bunch of different things, like, with regards to the Empire that we didn't really see before. Like, oh, in yeah. this movie, so, like, we just saw a type of, I guess that guy was still technically some type of storm. There's, there's TIE fighters that are on the left right but, there. They're, uh, they're manufacturing them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And, but then like later too, like when he becomes a part of the infantry. Like I mean, they don't dive into it too much in this movie, but like it's to me, it's really interesting that like the Imperial infantry is a completely different thing from like the stormtroopers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like this massive infrastructure. Yeah, <laughs> I love this. Just shy. Yeah. <laughs> Sushi! Sushi. <laughs> man, those dogs are so These dogs, disgusting. <laughs> These worm dogs. You know, like, they yeah. actually remind me, they remind me of alien versions of pugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this is cool. So you can actually see how the the empire actually deals with just regular citizens because we've never really yeah. seen that before. We just see them dealing with, with rebels. That's a good point. Yeah, you actually yeah. see them like policing. Yeah, and it's super Nazi. Oh yeah, yeah dude, like hundred percent. Like papers, 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 yep. please. I want your papers. Yeah, exactly. 
it's crazy. It's like it's like straight up like a refugee camp in World War Two. Mm. Oh yeah. Yep. Totally. Snatchers. Snatchers. <laughs> the honor of the cartel. There you go. Amelia Clark is great in this movie. Yeah. I actually forgot she was in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was actually the first time I'd actually ever seen her in a movie because I never watched Game of Thrones when this movie came out. Oh, really? Out. I've watched okay. it all now and stuff, so I know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's funny seeing with her without blonde hair. This is also funny showing that the Imperials are super, like, on point. Like, they're very anal but everything but they're also like really corrupt oh yeah <laughs> totally yeah it's uh it's interesting to see an imperial like this in in this particular state of mind where they're being bribed because you never see that before yeah oh no Yeah. It was at this point in the movie that I was more or less sold on Alden's uh, performance as Han Solo. Hmm. Because uh, I really did want that Anthony Ingraber guy yeah, to play yeah. the character. I was waiting for you to bring him up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was Anthony Ingrover. Yeah, what has he been in? Something he's a he's or? a solo he's a solo Harrison Ford impressionist who played a young version of Harrison Ford in Age of Adeline, mm-hmm. and he did like a spot on job. He just, he just he, looks physically like like uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, no, he does. Like That's if you really actually cool. look at pictures of Harrison at the same age that he is, they just look like the same person. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, wow. and, he, and he and he nails the voice too. So he actually applied. He actually applied to 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 be solo in this movie. And the fans and then, found uh, him and really made it like well known. So there's like no way that Lucasfilm didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder if maybe part of the shunning of this film by by people uh, was. In part because of yeah. yeah, it's worth noting that the propaganda posters on the wall of this particular place uh, are the same exact posters that they used in Star Wars Rebels. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the connection there. It's pretty subtle. It's very subtle, but yeah, I love how they did that. Yeah. How do you guys that like pissed off so many people? Yeah. <laughs> the how, do you, how, how do you feel about that? I don't like that, that he just got given it. Honestly, I thought. <laughs> 
Okay. I never questioned him like choosing it for himself or anything. I just assumed it was just his name. I didn't know he was just like he was given this name, right? Yeah, right. that was it kind was, of man. Like, like, they could have just called him Han Solo right from the beginning, and I would have been fine with that. Like, I had to bring up that, oh, he was given to it by just yeah, some random Imperial guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that guy just blows up. Ah! Okay, okay, so this is that kind of bothered me about this movie. Is that like I wish? I think in some deleted scenes they have some stuff of him at the actual Imperial Academy and stuff like that. But I really yeah. wish that showed like more of him actually being like trained as a pilot at the Imperial Academy. Right. Stuff. Like I, that, I was really kind of miffed that they just threw like this it's was weird this that they cut it right and stuff. But yeah, I'm like, why did they cut something that's like you never actually see him as a pilot? Yeah. Because that's his whole thing. Oh, I'm going to be pilot, 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 blah, blah, blah. And, it, like, not only is this, like, to me, I think this is kind of confusing because then now they have to explain, like, the whole, like, oh, how did he end up here from being a pilot and stuff like that? It's true. And, and it's such an important part of his character in, like, a lot of the movies because he men- mentions it so many times that he's, yep. like, trained as an Imperial pilot and stuff like that. Just so true. And they just skip over that entire thing. Yeah. Just skip the whole thing over. That was definitely an oversight. I'm sure they cut it just because of length. But yeah. they probably yeah. should have cut this instead of the other thing. <laughs> right. Because, yeah, this is, to me, from a plot point, like, this part is, like, a lot more confusing. Like, yeah. I, they didn't need this whole section as him as, with him as an Imperial soldier or anything like that. Like, I think it's cool world building, but it, to me, it's just kind of unnecessary. Like it would have made more Great. sense if they that he was he was a pilot and like flying around as a pilot, and then maybe like experience something or something happens that like yeah. leads to him, you know, get like a moral decision. Else. He decides to help someone. And he has to like run for it or something. Yeah, exactly. Like this is just way more complicated to me than mm. I thought it felt like it would yeah. be. I agree with Not- that. Yeah. It wasn't a great decision. What's funny is what you're describing, I think, was the original backstory for Han Solo before it was, like, canonized in film. Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually quite like the way they did it because um, because the whole shift of him actually doing something morally correct comes at the very end of the movie, right? So right. In, at this yeah. point, uh, like, his turning point is actually being introduced to this life of kind of scum and villainy, right? by these uh by these guys doing this job and he gets pulled away from his duties and he's like hey these guys are doing something i want to be a part of like i want yeah. i want in on this i don't know what it is yet but i want in on this so mm. um i i actually like that that they changed it if it was different from before but it's a minor thing like this whole scene is uh this whole sequence is very it's very short compared to the rest of the film but <laughs> I love, I love what he says there. Yeah, is there a plan like worthy? Calls, like, <laughs> just calls them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what you're saying makes no sense. Man, I just keep thinking that's World War Two, right? So it's like the wonder what the oh, yeah. uh, the Germans were thinking. They're like destroying France, like going into Belgium. Like we have to protect the people. It's like are we just like killing everyone and taking their land? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, are we the bad guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh man what was that i was listening to something the other day or talking to somebody and they re- referenced this really funny like video with these these nazis and they're like it's kind of like british humor and they're sitting in the trenches and one of them turns to the other guy's just like he looks at the guy's hat and there's like a skull and crossbones on it right and he's like oh we the baddies 
just want to now feel the baddies. Because <laughs> they're wearing all this like evil stuff on their gear. Uh, mm, yep. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely World War One is, uh, yeah. I mean, they literally had those, um, uh, or like the Christmas truce or whatever, but where yeah. they were just like, why are we fighting each other? Let's just, <laughs> let's yeah. take a break. Yeah, let's have Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I do agree with what you were saying earlier, Reese. Like him throwing out that line to explain why he's not a pilot just isn't isn't enough. Yeah, mm. just doesn't like matter. having a mind of my own kind of thing. Yeah, like that's yeah, one of the or- things. Like I still think like like from a plot point, like I don't have a problem with this stuff or whatever. But I think yeah. it just would have been so much better because to show him training as a pilot. He's this great <laughs> pilot. You never see him actually in the training academy. As a learning yeah. to be a pilot yeah yeah i actually yeah that's that's a good point i wish i wish they changed this whole thing to be more like space oriented and yeah you actually see exactly him as a pilot that gets kind of canned right so yeah uh they actually did have a scene that was cut from the movie where he yeah, that actually that, happens that's what that's, a, that's yeah. what we were talking about earlier <laughs> yeah oh right yeah so yeah <laughs> This is cool, though. I will say the introduction to this character, because I don't know if we're doing spoilers, is friggin' amazing. Yeah, it is. So, it so, is. I, I, was, so well I was pretty happy with this part. I thought it this was, was pre- awesome. It was done pretty well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rancor noises. Yeah, that was that was funny, the rancor noise. I was yeah. like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like a chain moving, it's real creepy. Yeah. Ah! Just the uh, disgusting mud and stuff everywhere too. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's very slogging. classic, very classic Star Wars to have this kind of like monster scene. Yeah, for sure. The the fl- like underground uh, like <laughs> thing with the trap door. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like fall in, it's like D and D. <gasps> like they love their pit monsters in Star Wars, man. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's just such a great way to trap your enemies. Ma! <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I love how this plays out too. I know. Like, also, what like just looking at a thing like what hope does he have in outstrengthening it? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Also, I'm curious, are Wookiees herbivores? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I mean, they got pretty sharp teeth, bro. I don't know, actually. No, yeah, I thought they had question. flat teeth. I think they have canines, but... No, they have canines, yeah. But they're not, like, they're all... omnivores. <laughs> we'll just say they do both. Yeah. They actually, they actually, I think, I think, okay, now... I don't know if it's original. <laughs> yeah, I speak a little. <laughs> Dumb Wookiee. <laughs> That's a good place to start. Right? In uh, in episode 8, we did get a shot of Chewbacca eating a porg on a stick. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So there you go. I guess they do eat meat. I was, gonna, I was wondering if he was like forced to eat humans and stuff. But before mm. that, he like he was a uh, like a herbivore. Yeah. But the, 
This is really funny how they uh, first like chat and Han knows some Shrewook. But where on earth did he learn that? <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder. Being a, str- a non-educated right? street kid. <laughs> this is so good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Whoops. Rose them out anyways. That ship design is super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Drags them along. (laughs) Very good friends. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> Trust me, I love the infamous Han Solo line. Right. Oh, this this right here is John Favreau's character, right? Yeah, he did the voice to it. Yeah. So, for those at home listening, the voice of this character is the guy who directs Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian, Iron Man, Jungle Book. Yeah, and did the voice of Pretty Vizsla in Clone Wars. Oh, no way, uh, he did Jungle Book. Yeah. Yeah, he plays he plays happy in the in the Iron Man the MCU. I, I I have to say, out of all of the new like Disney remakes, I think Jungle Book was the best one out of all of them that they've done so far. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, well, I, and like the reason I say that is because like, I disagree. I'd say Aladdin. That was my least <laughs> favorite out of all of them. <laughs> so bad, but like. But like I, I don't mind most of them, with the exception of Aladdin. I thought most of the other ones have been pretty good. Uh, but like I think what I liked about the Jungle Book one is that it was like way more original than the all the all the, uh, the it was way more original than all the other ones. Like when I watched Beauty and the Beast, for example, it was pretty much just like watching the original. Like there wasn't a lot that was actually different about it. Mm. But like with Jungle Book, it was more or less the same story, but they did it's like hilarious. a whole bunch of differences different stuff oh yeah the shower, the shower scene. <laughs> just kind of sh- yeah just like having a moment in the shower together yeah. <laughs> so funny. there's always a shower scene right blake right that's right it's not a movie without a shower scene <laughs> And just the settings of this movie, gorgeous. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. Like this movie, like they did a great job with like the, yeah, like the settings. Uh, oh, yeah. Like visually, this movie was amazing. I wonder how many times Chewbacca heard that in his lifetime. Yeah, on. I wonder. How old is Chewbacca at this point? Pretty old. I mean, he was yeah. a warrior in uh, 
Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a Wookiee at that point. They have said, I think it's something like 300 years. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Or, or uh, let me let me look this maybe up. Maybe that's the full lifespan of a, of a Wookiee is 300 something. So he's... Uh... Okay, a simple Google search places him at 234 years old. So go. it's got to be around yeah. there somewhere. What's a full lifespan of a Wookiee? Um, oh, and in the trailer for Solo, a Star Wars story, Chewie confirms his age by saying he's 190 years old. There you uh, go. <laughs> awesome. Right. Yeah, I do believe he says this somewhere in the film. Uh, I think, he, oh, yeah, I think he says it in uh, on the Kessel Run scene uh, when they were talking about their age or something like that. <laughs> I like that. Bosk. <laughs> yeah, this little name drop there. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was a good reference, actually. I really like that. <laughs> Woody Harrelson is perfect for this movie. He is. Oh, I was yeah. actually just going to talk about him. Like, is his character? I think is it's it's freaking perfect for this movie. The classic, is, like. Yeah old western gunslinger kind of bounty hunter right beckett yeah yeah I, he's probably like my favorite character of this movie honestly like i think they oh, did yeah. such a good job because they like yeah the way they did his character and everything like that he couldn't have been a more perfect mentor for like Ron, a young Han yeah, solo absolutely mm-hmm. yep <laughs> You can see by the end of this movie that some of some of what is Beckett kind of rubs off on Han a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because he does become a lot more of like a cowboy, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. See, that's what I really liked about one of the cancel Clone Wars arcs uh, that they showed a little bit for one of the celebrations uh, that Cad Bane would have taken Boba under his wing for for an arc before they actually had a standoff and Boba would have come out on top and then become the greatest bounty hunter because throughout the clone wars cad bane was the greatest bounty hunter yeah that's right and cad bane has this real uh western kind of kind of swagger about him right big hat spurs yeah just straight up pulled out of a western like that's yeah 100 where dave filoni got it got him from exactly so i really love he's a bounty hunter from old west who they turned blue yeah, and so I like I love how they took they took that in a direction where he takes Boba under his wing, kind of trains him up, and then uh, and then you see that kind of rub off on Boba a little bit because that's when mm. he does get the spurs and he gets that flair, right? That's because right, yeah. Django is nothing as as well. I mean, he, aside from like the, right? yeah, he's I mean like aside from the the gun the belt blasters. that he's got with the dual blaster. Aside from that, like there really isn't too much more Western about him. Like Boba's the more cowboy of the two of them easily, right? Oh, for sure. So, so it makes you wonder, it's like, where does he get that flair? And it's actually because of this this Cad Bane arc. So I like wh- where they it's went cool. with the relationship so, between Solo and Beckett. Yeah. I really wish they had, they had finished that, that arc. 
Yeah, I really wish they had too. I mean, I wish they had finished the Clone Wars in general, like all the stuff that we still didn't get, but at least yeah. they gave us a finale. So true. You know, throw us a bone. But this train design is pretty cool, by the way. They're on like both sides of the track. Yeah. It's I like, oh yeah, that was such a cool like Star Wars thing to do. Like it was. Yeah. Awesome. They made a, a two car Lego set for this, I believe. Right. Oh wow! Was that a proper train that ran? Yeah, I believe so. That's oh. super cool. <laughs> I want to. I'm gonna have to check that out now. That sounds cool. I love how this starts to feel like a, a Star Wars D and D heist. It does. Uh, like, it's, like you're it's playing so a tabletop game. Like so, so I, I loved this part of the movie, but when those like marauders come in, that like those marauders are one of my main kind of issues with this movie or that's like my, the one of the main right. spots that i really disliked about this movie and i thought they they really didn't do a great job with yeah i guess you can kind of see what they were going for but it didn't i agree with that it didn't really feel like it delivered <laughs> that line <laughs> which line was this sorry oh we're talking about the marauders that show up they just oh yeah 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 it could have it could have been done a little better yeah, I yeah. think so. It felt a little out of place. I mean, the twist was so obvious. <laughs> yeah. It was it was interesting, that's for sure. But uh, the whole, I don't know. I, I feel like it could have been presented a little differently. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I, I didn't have a problem with there being like, you know, some sort of like a notorious like nemesis or whatever showing up and like you yeah. know ruining the heist and stuff like that like that wasn't really the issue it was just like the how like how they continued to like portray those marauders throughout the movie like what kind of killed it for me the most was just like the reveal at the end of the movie that it was yeah. literally like a 13 year old that was leading them basically i was like they <laughs> that was just such a bad casting move i yeah. didn't get it at all like yeah. it to tie han solo into like you know the rebellion or something like that in some way like they a could have done a better job that would be cool yeah if they just had him like rebels right yeah, yeah. I also don't the, need it. It would early stage Rebels at this point, I think, because it was we already yeah. saw they were just it's forming a, right at the end of Sith. Exactly. So. At the time, yeah. this would be would be called like a Rebel Cell. Yeah, and that's actually something that the Rebels animated show got into was like all these little groups were operating individually. Uh, as individually, and then yeah. at the end of season one is when you get the first foreshadowing moment of these Rebel Cells actually coming together and that's why it's called the rebel alliance because right. all these cells that operate yeah. together yeah i i mean even then though i don't even think they really needed to like have him tied in in any way to the rebels because it's in new hope that's when he decides to like be a part of the alliance right that's true, and yeah. like, come back and help them out and stuff did and they so ever did, did they ever say if han knew the existence of the rebels at that point like, was he aware of them uh like when he met luke and ben in the cantina yeah, yeah. i don't know uh, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure he he knew about it i think was it was i think it was a movement at the time that a lot of people were aware of okay, because I of course like the events that, but i don't entire, know if it was ever explicitly said the entire events of star wars rebels takes place before that right so and rogue one so i think a lot yeah. of it is like you know news has gotten out there about yeah. that about that movement so I'm sure they've all heard the propaganda of the quote-unquote terrorists that are attacking different parts of the galaxy. Right. Exactly. Yeah.
Yeah, and a lot of the time, the empire actually swayed some of the the, the politics of of the rebels attacking as to a, a reason to have like the empire, you know, be either their uh, their defense on on any planet where an attack took place or whatever, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. Hey, they're like probe droids. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. I always thought her mask looked way too similar to Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, like that's what that's what I mean. Like they they could have pursued like this type of character like in so many different ways. Yeah, it, there was just so much that was just really uninteresting and unoriginal about it to me. Right. And they really don't even show up in the movie that much now that I think about it. Because there's this really. scene and, and then, then come in again at the, the end. Finale. Yeah. yeah. And it's so kind of weird, really right? Unnecessary. Yep. I think that might have been an issue to do with the two directors where they right. were trying to shoehorn all the storylines together. Yeah, right. that's possible. I think if Ron Howard had his way from the beginning, I think it's possible casting would have been different for certain characters as well. I could see that, but I am honestly thinking that the reveal of the, the leader being this 13-year-old girl was decided by Kathleen Kennedy, and that was going to be a thing no matter who was directing. Yeah, that's fair. Because it seems like time and time again, we see them desperately trying to get female fans into Star Wars. And it's just not working very well because I just feel like it's not the same audience. It's it's targeting it's not, a smaller audience. Yeah, yeah. And it's not to say there aren't and there, there aren't women that are into it. But just like percentile wise, a lot more boys and men are into it. Of course. Yeah. 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 And it's like no disrespect to those fans either. But I mean, like. When it comes to making money, it's like, you know, you, you target the, the primary audience here. That's right? always so. been my thought, too. So, like, I, I'm not opposed to them, like, throwing in some stuff, but I feel like they've been targeting that audience for a really long time now, pushing super hard. Yeah. yeah. The, just it's the becoming payoff. quite obvious, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, don't, I, just, I feel like that same payoff just, you know, for audience-wise, just it's not there. 
Yeah, like I don't get like when Kathleen Kennedy came out and said like, oh yeah, we have no interest or like we're not going to tailor to Star Wars fans and stuff like that and blah blah blah. Yeah, that makes no sense. That makes sense. Like just from a simple like business perspective. Exactly. And then you look at you look at uh, Marvel Studios on the other side of the fence, and they're catering what fans want, and it's like doing so so much better. Yeah. You look within the Star Wars. Cinematic Universe itself, or Star Wars Media, Dave Filoni, I guarantee you, caters to fans and comes up with cool stuff that he knows Star Wars fans are going to like. Mm-hmm. And he, yep. all of his stuff so, has been the best stuff that's came out. So, yeah, I mean, it really has. Yeah. It really has. Like So, like, when J.J. Abrams did Force Awakens, uh, like, even though Force Awakens wasn't, like, that original, like, I was still really excited that jj abrams was coming on and directing that movie because i thought he had done a fantastic job with the star trek movies oh yeah this is a super cool scene but like with the star trek movies like they did an awesome job with those ones like they i i really liked all three of the new star trek movies that they'd come out with and stuff Mm -hmm. um and like i didn't even know hardly anything about star trek and my yeah that's a lot of people like my cousin though, who is like a huge Star Trek fan, he was really happy with them too. Like he thought they did a fantastic job, and they didn't try to force like a lot of that SJW stuff down their throats. Like there was still before... like parts of it, <laughs> but like yeah, well, it was kind of before that big push came, right? So that, unfortunately, yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's true. It was like yeah. right after uh, I'd say Force Awakens came out is when the big uh, push for SJW or uh, feminism or all that sort of stuff really started hitting home quite commonly in media. That's a cool foreshadowing moment. I yeah, like that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah, it's funny how he's seeing this, and then he still goes and decides to do a deal with Java. Yeah, it's like he didn't take the warning, right? <laughs> yeah, something he's never really been good at. <laughs> yeah, so he's not a good listener. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not, not. His, not his strength as a person. Mr. Buck's new belt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got the round cylinders and not the square ones. Mm. And it's got a Y at the top there. Yeah, both shoulders. Oh, yeah. And, Josh, it's not a belt. It's a bandolier. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, actually a good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, call, I call it a belt because Lando called it a belt uh, in the, the robot chicken. The robot chicken. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a nice ammo belt there, Chewbacca. I could just want to point out my shotgun or my rifle. That would be really funny if I was walking around with like a bandolier in my bullets. Like, that'd be, that'd I want to point cool. out quick, though, that they actually went on set for these shots. 
they didn't do it uh, in a green screen room. That's right. I, I think I've seen right? some behind the scenes photographs of of that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, they actually like flew. I don't know where. They, I think it was like a Greenland. I think. Don't yeah. quote me on that, but yeah, they actually got the cast and crew, everyone out there, and they actually like properly filmed the shots. Get some pretty cool. stellar atmosphere when you, yeah, yeah, like that's you can one see the, the difference. You really, yeah, can. you really can. Like, yeah, that's what that like this movie. Like that was one of my things is that this was like a good movie. Like as far as like there was stuff about like with subplots and that kind of thing that I didn't like or like certain characters that I had issues mm. with. But it, like as far as like a movie goes, like this is a good movie. Hmm. Yep. It's funny you hear that from lots of people, and yet it was like the worst performing at the box office. Yeah, so like people just... who saw it loved it, and a lot of people just didn't bother. Yeah. And what is the deal with this thing? <laughs> I've never, I've, I've never understood. <laughs> it's like singing Toad in a tank. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, look at it, it's just like floating in a tank. There, it's like a head from Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Like they try to do one of these scenes in literally like every Star Wars movie, like the the yeah. bar and stuff like that with the weird singing yeah, and it, the music and stuff. It's mm. getting a little overplayed. If I'm honest, yeah. it does feel think, like there's a bit of a recipe at this point. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that they had a point too, though, that like this, like they've just have had too many Star Wars movies like come out. Like when this one came out, like that's probably a big part of like what we we're talking about earlier. That's well, don't forget reason why it tanked at the box office. This came out right after uh, last. No, the other one. Uh, Force Awakens. No, that's right. Last Jedi. I was getting. I was getting uh, the last two mixed up. There. Oh, oh, and yeah, so it, it was immediately last after Jedi Last Jedi. Yeah. So it. Just judging on a lot of people's opinions online at the time, probably had an effect on the the moviegoers. Yeah, I'm actually gonna look at what the rating is on the tomato thing. <laughs> I believe it's I called tomatometer.com. Yeah, that one. Mm. Or Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, tomato meter. Uh, pretty sure it's tomometer. <laughs> tomometer? <laughs> That's a good one. All right, so the audience score is for Last Jedi isn't as bad as I thought it would be. Well, after the fallout, they also started to handicap a lot of movies, so you couldn't hate them as much as you could. It's not a free market system. Oh, are they changed? Did they bank a bunch of change? That kind of stuff. Yeah, Disney <laughs> contacted a bunch of them, and they just started deleting negative reviews. Seriously? Wow. Yeah, it was, it was a big scandal. That's pretty messed up. Because yeah. I was pretty sure it had like a really low, like audience review. It sure did at one point. Yeah, it's like because people because you can't actually prove that it was individual people putting negative reviews either. So they uh, Disney was saying that uh, people were mass negative reviewing. So like one person would put in like thousands of negative reviews, and so they started. Going the other way and like 
for like they would put in their own positive reviews to try to counteract all the negative reviews. Mm. Oh, so that's had, weird. Yeah. And then after that, uh, they contacted Rotten Tomatoes and got them to uh, start like <laughs> banning people and stuff. Yeah. So like, no, I, oh, got, I got to point out that pots. I got to point out that 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 milk stash that Chewbacca had. Like, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The, so right? the clearly fake, like you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's I think it's a little realistic. A little, uh, little milk mustache. It looks so yogurty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Milk's, milk's just a bit sour. That's all. I know, right? It's like a, it's like a it's like a goo that's on his face. <laughs> just just way too literal yeah kind of a harrison ford line actually which yeah can't keep my oh, eyes down the whole time. I'm going to bump into something. <laughs> yeah, I can see Harrison saying that. Yeah. Scrum rat. <laughs> Just remember that one. I see scrum people rat. downtown. Yeah, I live in a box. Yeah. Scrum rats. <laughs> scrum rats. Scrum rats. That's so bad. <laughs> Filthy scrum rats. <laughs> that, that park over there, it's Scrum Rat City. <laughs> scrum City. Yeah. Level 1313 over there. There you well, go, yeah. It's the sc- scrum level. Scrum level. <laughs> scrum. Delicious <laughs> <laughs> <Salicious> scrum. Delicious <laughs> <laughs> <Salicious> scrum. <Yeah. laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> it's like eating ice cream. Is <laughs> <laughs> eating an ice cream cone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull Skull, but like gigantic over there. <laughs> oh, on the left there. Yeah. Stop for yeah. a second. It does look pretty similar, doesn't it? Yeah. Is it human? Oh, it's like a oh, maybe it's out of focus. It's like it's like alien kind of thing, yeah. Um I wouldn't be surprised if they put something like that in there. There's it's a whole cool, bunch though. of uh Tre- yeah, there's a whole treasures. bunch of relics. Yeah. yeah. There's like a lot of like force artifacts in that room as well. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Is there is there Mando stuff as well? Yep, there's like a Mando like samurai suit. Yeah. If I was very wealthy, this is basically what my apartment would look like. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That would be the same for me, except they'd be guns instead of a bunch of little statues. <laughs> yeah. I have like walls of like 
<laughs> meticulously well met maintained like a, like a like a museum <laughs> that dude, i mean really if i had like an ideal house josh it really it really would be like a museum of some way <laughs> shape or form yeah we'd have like the hall of firearms the hall of uh, star wars memorabilia like <laughs> you know what's so that... funny is every guy i talk to that's basically what their place would be and yet every male adult i know isn't like that so something tells me that their significant other just doesn't let it go down <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting no, pretty exactly. close. I'm getting pretty close. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I I can see your, your apartment right now with your memorabilia behind you there. Yep. Yeah, but you're not like you're not contractually like married or anything like that, Josh. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't combined your bank account with anyone yet. Like that's Nobody, what yeah. okay with being single right now is like I'm like you know what you know it sucks being single, but at the same time I get to buy whatever I want. Yeah, <laughs> like, the money I spend on my guns and stuff like whew, that's not. Well, doesn't happen i'd have to have a good paying job to get away with that well you know what i still i still buy what i want <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we should probably back to the movie a bit yeah. i forgot that uh dryden voss's scars are like they like yes. get super like intense when he gets angry yeah yeah it's based on his uh emotion i guess yeah. that's really yeah. cool I thought, yeah, I really liked his character. He's 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 a really good like nemesis or enemy and stuff like that throughout this movie. Mm, just as like wealthy boss. Yeah, like he, he's a really it's good like, a- like antagonist kind of. That's another reason I thought that like that subplot with the the raiders or whatever was just so meaningless because he's so such a better villain than they are. Agreed, mm. and it just feels like the the more uh, I'm kind of like getting into this movie again, it just feels so unnecessary to have that because it. It almost becomes like there's too many story threads because they could have done so much yeah. just focusing on this. Exactly, yeah. They, it was just so unnecessary. <laughs> like, they didn't need any of it at all. Yeah. It's such a good casting, too. Oh, yeah. This guy, mm. yeah. Who's this actor? He's been in some awesome movies. He was, uh, he was the Vision, Paul What's Beckett. Or Paul yeah. Bendy? Yeah, Paul, Paul Bendy. Yeah. Yeah, I keep good. forgetting he does Vision. I remember him from like Priest or like... Um, yeah, yeah. I know uh, what you're going to say. It's... Um, Legion or something? I can't remember. That's like a horror movie, though. No, it's the... Man, what's the name? It's the, uh, the Christian movie. They find out about Jesus' bloodline. It's got Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Angels and Demons, or no? That's a sequel. Uh, Chi Code. Oh, the yeah, Vinci Code. Vinci. That's it. Yeah, that's right. the one. I forgot he's in that one too. Yeah. Yeah, that's the first time I'd ever seen it. Was Da Vinci Code? Yeah. Hmm. Seen him. I think I've seen him in a lot of movies. It's just that he's not usually the main character, so I yeah. like forget about them. Yeah, for sure. This is so I, cool. They have like I battle bots. This. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love the battle bot thing. That's actually <laughs> right? like, a huge. Uh, it's a huge callback to Clone Wars too, because. Um, that was just like a thing that a lot of a lot of scum and villainy kind of did as, as enjoyment. <laughs> That's uh, funny. You, we just set up two things to destroy each other. Yeah, if you remember all the way back to even like the two D Clone Wars series, that's how they introduced Asajj Ventress's character. Was like she was a contestant in this in uh, gladiator arena. arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An arena. Exactly. But I also just love that it's like. These like garbage robots that have to destroy each other and they're rebuilt to destroy each other again. Oh yeah. Over and over again. Like it's it's like watching BattleBots in the early two thousands. Yeah. Like Discovery Channel. I love the shots that they have of his blaster and stuff of this movie. Like when they gave it to him and mm. stuff and like mm. it's such a important it's so part of character. It's so yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. All right, so here's Lando. Uh, all these scenes, he's he was all right. 
like decent all the gambling stuff yeah and i love i love the simple touch he calls him han yeah yeah instead of han yeah because billy d did that the whole time didn't he yeah he did han han and 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 buddy and old buddy not a scratch <laughs> i thought the whole thing yeah, with him and his uh, robot counterpart though was really strange l3 oh i hated that that, was one yeah. of the that made me so irritated i that forgot kinda, about that yeah that was a whole like, cringe moment for me throughout the whole film that because i hated it so much because it was like not it, like, it was so unnecessary like they really didn't yeah. need that extra character at all and then they tried to like a make it like or like they try to make it like an SJW like plot point or whatever, which was yeah. so wildly unnecessary. And then they tried to like just force it into the Falcon. Oh, uh, it was just so bad. Like I don't know why they tried to like, yeah, tire like, wrangle Falcon. wrangle stuff and in. Yeah, can like when she dies or whatever, how upset Lando is, and like some of the dialogue between them is just so brutal. It's so but, bad. It's but, just. If you just take it one step farther, it doesn't make any sense because how many times does Lando in the original trilogy just completely ignore R2 and 3PO? It's like, oh, yeah. so I remember specifically yeah. 3PO when he meets Lando, is up there like, oh, see, the real, like human relations. And then he just completely ignores him and like just follows Leia. Like, doesn't, yeah. doesn't even let, let him finish the sentence. Yeah, it does not care at all. And then in this, he's just obsessed with his droid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the guy with all the eyes. He's like peeping over with one. Yeah, yeah. See, so like, good. Here, here I'm fine with Lando. Like uh, right now, I'm pretty yeah. happy with Lando. But then later, once he starts changing his accent, when he gets the robot involved and stuff like that, it's just like it goes downhill. No, I think I totally agree with that. I think I even yeah. said at the beginning, like while he's gambling, he does a good job, and then it's, I don't know, the rest of the movie just starts to feel kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh oh. <laughs> I like the space turtle too. I don't know if you guys noticed him <laughs> with the giant space suit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks like a head floating in like an astronaut helmet. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh jeez. Yeah, he knows he's cheating. Right? There's no way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, not the gonk droid. <laughs> I can tell you 100% this is a Ron Howard uh, scene or, like, um, sequence. Because mm -hmm. the guy who's, like, after the droids, 
trying to like wrangle them or whatever. That's uh, Ron Howard's brother. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Oh. I do love uh, what they did with with Lando's. You know, they they improved upon kind of his cockiness and the whole reason why he wears a cape and everything. And yeah, you know, they they he's got made a whole him like closet of capes. Yeah, he's got like a whole closet of capes, and <laughs> yeah. he's kind of like yeah, self obsessed and everything. Like actually, like it kind of it, it feels right for the character. Agreed. Yeah, totally agree with that. Lando definitely is like an entire changing room and wardrobe section of his ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it kind of flows with his attitude. Too he's like, really, he's just a kind of a ladies' man. He's and... a very seventies esque ladies' man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So good. The original metrosexual. Yeah. Another name drop here. <laughs> oh man okay right away like uh so cringe yeah right oh this yeah. is uh, gonna be ron howard's brother coming up here that's him talking the bald guy on the right oh get uh, that's funny oh yeah uh him. <laughs> He's never had it so good. <laughs> so good. Ugh, it's hard to sit through this character, I'm honest. It really is. It's so bad. Like the, the, the design of, of the droid is awesome. Oh yeah, super cool droid. But the character is brutal. Like everything. Like not only is most of this un completely unnecessary. All of it's really unnecessary, actually. Yeah. Like the the dialogue is just awful, man. Oh my goodness. Just so sassy all the time. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it almost feels like, like it, within the, like cinema and stuff, it's like the ex-wife character. Oh, yeah. She's just yeah, always bitchy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like, that, that's one thing that I don't really like too is that like this movie is supposed to be about han solo and like we already have chewbacca here now too 
and so it's like how many characters do we need to be a part of this right like it's because the name of the movie is solo right and so i don't mind having like (laughs) characters like he's already got like a father figure his girlfriend is here there's a nemesis there's like the main villain or whatever there's a lot of characters in this movie there's so many characters already it's like how many more do we need do we really need this like droid or whatever to start like taking up huge like sections of with like useless dialogue that's a good point it does feel a bit crowded like i wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if they're originally going for a get the team back together sort of feel where you got to recruit people throughout the whole movie like um yeah what you call it now Hmm. like fast five yeah the old old samurai movie it was also an old western <laughs> oh, I guess I do show up. Very briefly, yeah. 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 That's Warwick's character there, hey? Oh, the, the short one, you mean? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he in all these movies then? <laughs> so his character is, uh, no, he's just in this one, but he, but his cameo in this film is on Wikipedia listed as the same exact character that he plays in uh, The Phantom Menace in the pod racing crowd. In this movie? Yeah. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. That's uh, quite the progression, considering you look like some like random rapscallion cheering on the pod races in the crowd there. Yeah, La- laughing at poor Annie when he couldn't get his pod racer to start. Yeah, yeah, exactly <laughs> with the dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G- giving uh, giving Wado a high five. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so unnecessary (laughs) some of those really weird like like that was almost like a sexual innuendo i'm like why yeah in this movie it's a droid which makes it like 10 times weirder You know what? I'm starting to think that you might be right on this that I read. I think maybe it's not necessarily that I didn't like Donald Glover as much in this movie as much as the droid just held him back a lot. Yeah. It's a possibility, yeah. Because their dynamic just feels so un-Lando. Yeah, it does. Oh, yeah. It feels more, more. If it would have felt more natural if he was after Akira, and then you had the same Agreed. kind of dynamic between the, the Kira, been, Han, yeah, like Han, and, and Lando. Yeah, they're like just like how uh, they Agreed. do it later on with Leia. Yeah, That'd be awesome. That yeah, that would have been hilarious. Like that would have been so awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, also, like you have this love triangle so that well. he's clearly just like the yeah. third wheel like, kind of thing. That's yeah. what like, annoys me is that like they do such a good job of like picking up on stuff from like the original movies and that kind of thing. Like when Josh, I can't remember if it was you or Josh that mentioned how he says Han instead of Han. Yeah. yeah, and then but like so if if he ignored c-3po and like the other droids like completely in the original and empire strikes back and stuff it's just like well yeah why wouldn't they carry that stuff over like they've done a great job reading into some of those like really yeah, the little tiny, yeah for mm. sure picking up so many of the small stuff that have been looked over yeah i'll be to take a quick break to be to to acknowledge the the cape closet here yeah yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this was, i love this part this was really funny like everything right? to do with it just I, was like reading so on, many I, was, I was reading online that that this was that when they shot this whole thing it was the same day that that george was on set oh really yeah oh george lucas was on set for this yeah i believe he directed this scene actually when he puts the cape on the thing oh really yeah he said he said oh han would just kind of like throw it aside he wouldn't actually hang it up again did he drop that on purpose <laughs> yeah. like, yes yes he did that's super yeah. funny because told him to that's hilarious <laughs> yeah like, it's such a specific thing to like call out too yeah it is han doesn't do his hangers <laughs> he has like you know it's kind of funny he has like no control over the whole movie so he like gets as much control over one scene as he possibly can yeah. <laughs> i mean wouldn't we all oh that's funny i mean i'd be i'd be a little yeah slowly grow your influence <laughs> yeah mm. i love Look how they fresh have and board, new that or the, the interior that game. looks oh yeah oh, that's yeah. an easter egg oh yeah that's an easter egg yeah like the the board game picks up, I, I think, from from this movie in uh, A New Hope. Uh, I believe all the pieces are in the same spots. Yeah, you're gonna get mixed up with Force Awakens. Oh, that's right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. When he breaks the table in, in A New Hope, that's what. Yeah, that's right. When they turn on Force Awakens, it's the same one. It's the same board lineup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> i love i like how new that they made like the falcon look but i think it just looks too new that's yeah i mean it's lando so it makes sense right and i actually think it makes yeah. it kind of funny because yeah that means han basically just let it fall into total disrepair and just like yeah. didn't bother cleaning it ever it's true <laughs> it's true like there, there's sometimes sometimes yeah. i'm like yeah, yeah that's cool and then other times i'm like oh it's yeah. almost like too slick kind of thing you know like yeah. but well, it makes sense it makes sense because it's land of ship but like, yeah i just i don't know i you like know I, how you know. new it is like i like that they actually have that section with the escape pod and stuff like that and like that's one of the things i liked that they did with the millennium falcon in this movie is like as i do like that too yeah like they just trash on the falcon more and more and more like in yeah, the end scene or whatever they're like not only has the escape pod been ejected and stuff like that but at that point at the end it like they literally like crash land it's like barely running like, yeah <laughs> yeah it shows that han's been just basically patching it like for what 20 years 15 yeah, years pretty much because like the next to after this movie because it gets trashed by the end of this movie right so oh, like yeah. at the end of yeah. this film uh a new hope is then uh just under 15 years later i believe right so yeah 
Yes, there you go. Whatever the time frame was. Actually, no, it was actually, I was just going to say, I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of like when your friend just like moves out of his parents' place for the first time and you go over there, you know, it's all nice and clean because they just moved in. It's great. And you visit them like a year later and just like nothing has been cleaned. Everything's coated in like thick dust. There's like hair and grime everywhere. Right. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. That I feel sense. like that's Han and the Falcon. Yeah. That's that. That actually. Yeah. That's a good example. This scene was just awful. Another another thing I just hated so much. Yeah. So bad. It's like, no, it doesn't work, L3. It no, doesn't. it doesn't. Stop. Enough. I don't need to hear yeah. this in a freaking Star yeah. Wars movie, man. Like, like ah. so stupid. Well, they, they could have made it really comical where, like, she thinks that Lando's in love with her and she likes likes Lando a lot. But then Lando later would say like, "Yeah, she's just really weird, and I can't really, I can't reset her, so just kind of put up with it." Yeah, but they don't do the like second that. part. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they make it like they give him. He like, plays along. Uh, it's so bad. Yeah, it makes it super weird. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I really wish that they had kind of turned the tables and made Lando kind of the guy that that ladies' man that goes after Kira instead exactly. of the droid. Yeah, because he, was, he did such, such a good job of that. Yeah, it is. Back. It is a yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a missed opportunity to kind of repeat that same uh, dynamic between the characters. Yeah, that was such a fun dynamic in Empire Stri- uh, Strikes Back. Cause, like, because that's one of my favorite things about Han Solo's character is like how qu- like easily certain people can push his buttons, and Han Solo or or Han Solo Lando is one of those people that can do such a good job of pushing his buttons and stuff. Yep, and get and get him upset. Oh, but I love uh, Beckett's costume, by the way, in this scene. Another yeah, it's it's, it's it's like one of the things that like Lando had on the ship, and then Han, I guess, has it on the ship, and then... yeah. It's like they only had a brief moment with Kira and Lando when they first kind of meet in that cantina again, where it's like, oh, okay, and then and then it just kind of disappears, but. Yeah, now uh, it's like freaking Lando and this robot are the, yeah. the focus. Uh, like it's just such an unnecessary plot. Like it doesn't make sense, or subplot, or whatever you want to call it. So the second final, actually, well, chronologically, I guess it's the the third final, uh, the one the the first of the last three arcs in the Clone Wars uh, brought Ahsoka to uh, to Kessel. And uh, you actually saw the good half of the planet. And then there's this half of the planet, which is actually just this mining uh, oh, ground. that's really interesting. So, yeah. And it's actually, it's really cool because I was like, oh, that's, that's it's a really good world building. Because, like, not the whole planet. The whole planet is not like this. Uh, it's just like a section of the planet. But oh, I love so- how they further improved on that. I mean, that makes sense. It's kind of similar to what they did with Mandalore, right? Where it's like inside this, the city bubbles, like gorgeous and perfect. And then outside of that, everything's desolate and destroyed. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you guys. So this is kind of like, I guess, a little early. But how did you feel about how the castle run played out? Like, was it kind of what you like imagined it would be or whatever? Cause... I think it turned out pretty good. Yeah. I think... I it's not what I imagined, but I had no problem with it. I thought it was it was well done. It was fun and exciting. I mean, it felt Star Warsy, so that's yeah. always good. Yeah. 
And I, if I were to say if I had any issue with any particular thing, it would be that I felt they spent too – they focused too much on trying to make it like the original description of uh, made the castle run in – I'm going to look like a non-Star Wars fan here, but that's so many parsecs, right? Josh, you know the number? Oh, less than 12, yeah. 12, <laughs> less than 12 parsecs. So, and then, of course, that's infamously known as stated to sound like time, but it's actually a unit of distance. So how they yeah. actually covered a distance and less distance doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so, like... I guess because a certain calculation has to get you through that. that yeah, that, so the, right? the, their explanation is during the Kessel Run here in this film, you have to it's, – it's a spiral. You have to spiral your way through a course towards the planet. So it takes longer than it would be to go straight as a crow flies straight out. So because on cuts through the, the atmosphere, the, the kind of cloud and all the asteroid, the dangerous area, he can do it in less distance. But that's the part I felt like kind of felt unnecessary. They tried to make it like fit into our real world version of a unit of distance. But I wouldn't be totally fine if they just ignored that entirely and just used a time. Right. Yeah. Because that was always explained as making the Falcon extremely fast, right? So it's yeah. like the, the, one of the fastest ships in the galaxy because, because it did the castle in less than 12 parsecs. So they actually kind of threw that out the window by saying, no, it has the ability to travel a specific distance in less distance in this one particular thing. So it mm -hmm. actually makes it less impressive, I would say. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, because I, I did kind of feel that way. I I mean, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so I kind of forgot about it, I guess. But yeah, because the Falcons always portrayed as like, you know, this really fast ship and stuff like that. So if they had yeah. actually just done the normal castle run and just made it like a, some sort of chase scene instead of, you know, having him cut through the maelstrom and stuff like that, that yeah. would have made it like more compelling, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's it would... interesting though, because like at the end of the film, like when they, when the whole thing comes up with the castle run, like it's like nobody cares, right? And so I think like they make, <laughs> they make it out to be this thing in which he brags about it, but nobody... In, in the galaxy cares that yeah, he was no able to cares. do it in less than 12 that's parts. True. That's right. That is true. So that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, okay. Let me just go one step further. Han is, Han is specifically asked, is it a fast ship? And he says, fast ship. It made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. So he yeah. says that in response yeah. to it's a fast ship, which now makes no sense because that's the unit of distance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. It's completely irrelevant to, as a response. That's, that's true, true, yeah. That's true. It, it, it was kind of, it was mis, uh, miswritten, I think, and yeah. as far as, yeah, as far as dialogue so, goes, you know. Yeah, not to focus too much on this one throwaway line. <laughs> no, but right. yeah, it kind of it kind of broke it. Yeah, it kind of by, tr by trying to correct it in this movie, they actually broke it. Yeah, yeah. Although I think a parsec is a real world form of unit of distance. It? Yeah, it's a unit of distance. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, one parsec. Oh man, you can't even. 
calculate yeah. how many meters that is. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's a galactic scale. It's a, oh, like, wow. or a, or three, like a 3.26 light years. That's wow. the, uh, yeah. Oh, so that's really cool that they had, like, they knew that. That's cool. I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. This whole this whole sequence is really cool. Yeah, I like. I thought this was really cool. Like mining facility. This almost yeah. feels like an episode of Clone Wars. This whole yeah, it does. It does. Sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I could also see this in like Rebels, and like. Yeah, 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 totally. That's a, that's a very rebel thing to do. That's uh, something that you totally see Ezra doing, like slipping exactly. on a different, a different helmet. And yeah, like, man, straight yeah. up. Because all the time, I could totally see him kicking some stormtrooper in the balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he says as he drops it on the I know, man. <laughs> It <laughs> <laughs> takes it all off. He's like, "Well, shirt's off now." Like, There's no way I'm doing I that. This. this I love this. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, it's very Star Trekky though. Yeah. <laughs> Always. <laughs> I love how he's got his own personal hollow diary. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So but great. That was yeah. very Lando, though, right? Yeah, it was. It's just it super was. narcissistic. I, that was one yeah. of the best moments, I think, of, of his throughout the film. Actually, all of this stuff. Donald Glover did a great job with all of this stuff on Kessel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he does great right up until he, like cries in agony for his freaking role. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Because after that point, he becomes very useless. Yeah, he does. He doesn't do anything after that because he, he's yeah. so heart-stricken that he lost his toaster. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'm going to well, use essentially that now. It's are, right, in this universe. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I like that they have like the Wookiees and stuff like that too. Yeah, that I love cool. that too. They just have like these Wookiee slaves there, and like yeah, like I like that. The... Sorry, I was going to say. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But uh, in the uh, sequels and stuff like that, like even though Chewbacca is like a character in them, uh, more so in Force Awakens than the other ones, I think. Like I feel, uh, I think that they really did like leave out his character quite a bit. Like he's just yeah. kind of. Absolutely. Uh, like what I like about this though is that even though he's like not the main character of the movie, they I still I think they still did a great job of like including him in this movie and making him yeah. a part of the movie and just, instead mm-hmm. of giving like, him some moments. Character, yeah, yeah, more like a cameo character. And yeah, the agreed. They did that in the sequels with a lot of characters too, like the droids as well. Same thing. Oh yeah, definitely with the uh, the droids. And Luke wasn't much better, to be honest. 
Oh no! Yeah, that was. Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude, it's gonna be fun watching the uh, the sequels with the sequels. you guys because it's just gonna be us getting more and more angry. <laughs> well, well, it does have some good parts. We're gonna have to let yeah. Josh try to wrangle the group. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. This, is, this is a a show for all fans. So yes. Yeah, for sure. I think that's that's the only thing I'm worried about is that I don't want it to be too like negative. But yeah, for sure. I'll try to be conscious. Uh, like, I think of all three of them, I think the one I'm probably just going to be flat out mad about is going to be Last Jedi because I have not watched that movie <laughs> at all since I watched it in the theater. <laughs> so I've right. seen it once, and I still vividly remember everything I ate about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is exactly what uh, Ryan Johnson was going for. So there you go. <laughs> he, he accomplished his mission. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He wanted it to be deep in people's psyche. Yeah. Oh, this is oh, an important scene. Yeah, important scene right here, you guys. We need to. I do like that bit though. We're like lifts yeah. her, and like her body just tears off. Yeah. Like that's yeah, pretty right. good. The prop guys did a great job of that. Yeah. Yeah, they did it. Yeah. He did a great job at the pose when he shoots his gun. Like that's exactly oh, yeah. what Harrison Ford does. Oh yeah, too. it's so kind of crouches down a little bit. It's like, like such a classic like, like cowboy, like whipping out the gun and just blasting people. Limp armed, not even holding it steady. No, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can tell you right now from like someone ex- with experience shooting handguns, there is nothing remotely practical about what he's doing right now. <laughs> no, in fact, looks really cool. I'm okay. Yeah. With it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a laser blaster, so you know, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There's some thermal detonators. Oh wow! You know, how often do we really even see them use thermal detonators in Star Wars? Like, I wonder how many times we've actually seen someone <laughs> kill people with a thermal detonator. In use? Do they use it in Clone Wars at all, Josh? Yeah, I can't quite remember. A bit. Lots, okay. lots okay. of it. Yeah, but in the movies though, how many? I don't think we've ever in the main movies like seen them use it. Um, was that just a regular know. grenade they used, or was that thermal detonators? I oh, feel like it I was a grenade. Maybe yeah, I'm was. not entirely sure. I think it. Yeah, it wasn't like the standard round thermal detonator. Because my understanding of thermal detonators is like it'll clear an entire building with just one. Yeah, that's that's what my that's what my thought was too. I think that was just like an explosive charge of some kind. Okay, that's what I, I thought it was. In that case, I don't think it's being used. No, I don't think so. No. Like, I don't even know why they expect us to care about that. Like, it's a robot. Like, how am I supposed to feel, like, emotionally attached to, like, yeah. a robot, right? Like, it's even kind of if, funny, because, like, every previous scene, I almost just felt, like, this internal cringe when I hear the character talking. Oh, yeah. And, like, <laughs> e- like even if, like, C-3PO or, like, R2-D2 died, like, the characters that... Hey, 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 hey. Let's not get out of hand here. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I was be, like, as dramatic as he is, though. If you... If so, maybe 3PO, but that'd be, because it'd be probably comical. But if R2 got torn apart, you wouldn't be heart-stricken. 
I mean, I don't know, because I mean, in Empire Strikes Back, when like three PO gets blasted or whatever, I wasn't like that upset about it. No one else was, <laughs> no one else was either. <laughs> that is true. I mean, it was like it ended up being a funny thing because you know Chewie tried to put them back together backwards, but like, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is a cool scene. I like this. It yeah, is, yeah. it's like a star Super destroyer cool. like silhouetted in lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty terrifying it's like, looking. It's like an evil castle in the horizon, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. so cool. See, like, having him, like, fly through this, like, tunnel and get chased by, like, a Star Destroyer and, like, a whole bunch of, like, TIE fighters or something like that would have been so cool. <laughs> Isn't that what happens? Yeah. <laughs> and you just whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's their little Easter egg for like having the Falcon have such an obscure language that three PO has to deal with. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Also, the Falcon just being super temperamental all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, that sure looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> I love that every time someone gets into that gun, it's just this weird, awkward, confusing moment as they try to figure out how to make it work. Like every single time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like super clunky. Yeah. <laughs> that's something else about lando's falcon that that han upgraded as like the 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 turrets yeah he put quad lasers in yeah yeah basically he increased the speed and put bigger guns on it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, just like, yeah that's true he's a typical pirate yeah totally yeah <laughs> I like that he never uh, adds an escape pod, though. Like, just not, a, just not an option for him. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need one. Yeah, yeah. it's funny that he, you wouldn't try to just replace it, because you just go to a scrapyard and buy another one, right? Yeah. You didn't have to modify it. Yeah, but that's what right. I mean, though, right, is that he loves his ship so much, it, abandoning it is not an option. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <Right. laughs> <laughs> There you go. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I forgot about this part of the movie. You look great. Just like such, such an inappropriate time for this conversation. <laughs> it actually, yeah. it actually, he's actually makes the the perfect co-pilot because like he can actually reach all those buttons. Reach all the buttons yeah. at the time. Yeah. Everyone else is the one of those sticks. Yeah. Well, like has to stand up, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a custom so piece. Yeah. Yeah. I, custom I love piece. that. See, like that's a Lando moment to 
me yeah yeah really, really, really upset yeah. about his cape like i believe that i don't believe any of this stuff with the robot though <laughs> no yeah <laughs> yeah i could buy that <laughs> yeah that's true yeah Yeah, going through the maelstrom though, that is a really cool sequence. I kind of like that. Like, it reminds me of the yeah. Empire Strike Back thing where they the asteroids, the asteroids. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Like, it pretty much just is that, but it's all smoking as cool lighting. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They're like, how do we take that scene and make it cooler? Right. <laughs> and they, we add fog and uh, <laughs> lightning. There we go. Boom. Also, this is how they explained the uh, the different legs between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back because the Falcon has a different number of legs. Oh, um, it goes from right. three legs to five, I believe. Oh wow! So the idea was they broke off in this, and then he repaired it between the two movies. That's kind of funny. Wait, but this takes place before before that. Yeah, so New Hope had less legs, right? So it's because right. they just broke off now, but it's supposed oh, to have five. So he I, never I repairs see. it until between. Exactly. Uh, I got you. Okay, yeah. yeah. It almost feels like a lot of these spin-off movies are there just to fix a lot of like plot holes. Yeah, they they tend to do that <laughs> quite a bit. I mean, honestly, though, how many people are going to notice that, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not many. Just pretty extreme yeah. fans. Like, I don't it. mind when they fix stuff, and it's like super small stuff that like only like a fan is really gonna pick up on. Like uh, that stuff does. Like, I mean, that's more or less what they've been fixing because it's basically been the two things we talked about in yeah. this movie, and and then in Rogue One they fixed the why there's this random exhaust port that just destroys the entire stars, like the entire um, battle station. Like, Death Star. Hmm. I love what they did with like with the maw and made this giant terrifying creature. Yeah, yeah. it is pretty cool. It's basically a kraken in space, right? Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Release the kraken. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. So classic, just like this giant eye. Oh yeah. <laughs> tentacles it's always got to have tentacles <laughs> right i was uh, reading about about how uh, how they did all these these scenes and uh they had to reconstruct the inside of the falcon cockpit for this movie because they had never once put in any of the previous movies a, a, an actual steering wheel or, or a way to actually drive it they were always kind of flipping switches and pushing buttons but oh. there's there's in the previous films there's there's no uh left and right um control stick or whatever yeah wow that's hilarious i never even realized that. yeah hmm. yeah i was on one of the interviews i think <laughs> escape pod. <laughs> yeah oh i love that uh. the destruction of this creature is so good oh yeah, yeah. i know man so, so cool, cool. It's just it's like the layer. outer shell like rips off and you see everything. Yeah, underneath. like the flesh peels away from the bone. Yeah, yeah it's it so, so good. Cool. Awesome, dude. <laughs> I 
There, that line was very Lando. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I think it's I think it's how he pronounces his R's. it's like a nurse running down the office with a syringe dude yeah there you go yeah so cool man looks awesome It's so like Indiana Jones. I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now! <laughs> He's like, what? Now? <laughs> She's like, what? Oh yeah, this is super cool too. I forgot about oh, I this. Love this yeah. Oh like, yeah, and it cuts out. <laughs> Great. Whoops. Oh man. <laughs> Woo. Man, that looks like, so good. I love that. That mm, engine yeah. thing though is like super fast and furious. I love that they did that. Oh yeah. yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. This time it's gonna. Oh, there we go. I don't think it's something he would do, but I would love to see Ron Howard direct a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> it actually, pretty cool. Because yeah. I, I mean, he did a great job with Rush. Yeah, he did. Rush? Which one's Rush? I don't know if I've seen that one. Oh, is that that yeah. bike movie? It's, no, it's, a, it's about Formula One racing. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah, you should watch it. It's great. It's uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris and, Hemsworth. Uh, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, I, forget, I, always, I always forget the other guy's name. It's pretty foreign. Yeah. You know what's a really good one? I don't know if you guys have seen it. Is, um, uh, Ford <laughs> it's like just like Ferrari. body slams the landing oh. pad. Yeah. For, uh, what what was that read? Ford versus Ferrari. That movie was amazing. Yeah. So that so Rush is actually like based on that event. Oh, is it? Oh no yeah. way. Yeah, it's about the the creation of the uh, of the uh, Ford GT. I'm pretty. Rush sure. is based off the same thing. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it is. Um, it's uh, hold on. Let me just look this up. Hold on. So it's uh, it's about uh, James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. Uh, two extremely skilled Formula One racers have intense rivalry with each other. Uh, so yeah, so I, I I thought that's it was. So about Formula, Formula, Formula isn't the same thing as the Ford versus Ferrari. The Ford versus Ferrari is about the Le Mans. Oh okay, all right. Yeah. My share. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was a good moment. I like that. Yeah, yeah that's good. Oh, his, his ship is just so destroyed. Like, it's, it's so like, destroyed. Like, like that's what I love. Is like because yeah, like, it we, looks we, like we the villain. Yeah, like because we saw it like brand spanking new, all cool and stuff like that. But we know it as like an absolute piece of junk that breaks down yeah. constantly, and that's mm-hmm. what yeah, exactly at the end of this movie. Yep. So, I so what is it that she exactly owes him? Because I don't know if they ever, like, get into, like, what it, exactly it is. Because, like, why is it that she thinks, like, it is such, like, a big, like, debt that she owes or something like that that she's not willing mm-hmm. to run away with Han? It's possible they would have revealed more in a sequel, maybe. But I think yeah. the way it's supposed to work out is that she basically is just owned because she is branded, right? Yeah, right. I think he got her off of Krillium. Yeah, yeah. I think she he bought her freedom essentially in terms of, as far as you know, then being able to work for him and stuff. So she's yeah. kind of like she's kind of she's technically a slave, but but kind of more on a professional level like an escort yeah like yeah i figured that but just like i don't know it didn't like even in spite of her being branded and stuff like that like i just didn't get i was like what is it that like she thinks she owes that she needs to like pay them back for or whatever like why wouldn't she just go away with han yeah, I don't know. I think I think I mean at the end of this movie with that whole scene with with Maul and everything, yeah, I think like I figured it had that's, to do with him. Yeah, exactly. I think there's something bigger kind of going on that maybe would have been revealed if they did make another movie. But yeah, I think yeah. that definitely would have been a thing because they really don't get into, into any of that storyline outside of this. Yeah, and now we've seen what happens to Maul in Rebels and all that, and they just really don't touch on any of this stuff. I yeah. think Dryden Voss's name is referenced somewhere. I can't remember exactly where, but there's, you don't really hear much of it outside of this movie. The whole yeah, there was a, a brief cameo of Dryden Voss in uh, the Clone Wars finale. Maybe that's what it was. In, in the hologram, but that was about it. This music is awesome, by the way, but I'm still mad about the Marauders. <laughs> yeah. The music feels like something from a Nolan film. It, it, yeah, it really does. Yeah, the big, uh, the like bombastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, man. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, like watching definitely. like Tenet or freaking sub or what's another yeah. movie does that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I love that. I love this part. I love this part. Oh yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds us it reminds me of that that that, that like time in florida on the bus like yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were at star wars celebration man yeah. that's so accurate yeah yeah you want, you want to tell the story since we got into it like, oh man all right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're we're on our way to uh one of the disney world parks right 
and uh, those four of us down there and we we were sprinting because uh, to catch one of the buses right and there was two at the bus uh, the bus station outside one of the resorts and uh we get on the first one and we ask the driver like uh, which one's going to uh, uh epcot or whatever I, I i forget exactly which one it was that we had to do and he's like oh that'll be that bus right there and then we look out the window and the bus goes <laughs> just drives away and, like, literally immediately leaves at that exact moment oh, yeah. the driver, the driver turns to us and yeah. goes well, that's too bad. And just yeah. immediately then his bus just, <laughs> and just drives away. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're just, just standing there in, the, in like the, the smoke, you know, from the bus. Like, oh my god! And then we waited like an hour and forty five minutes for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, scorching Dude, Florida that weather. That's happened to me so many times because when I went to university, I took transit, and so I had like a forty five minute walk to the Carnival Bus Exchange. And so every like I kid you not, so many times I get oh, there, like, to see my bus drive away. <laughs> I would I would walk past it as it like would drive past me because like the way the, the way I had to walk to the car both exchange. Oh my gosh. Right. Uh so I guess they did the reveal while we were telling the story. Right, yeah, they revealed that uh you know they're um all these people have been negatively affected by Crimson Dawn. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do they know about that? Um, so, yeah, so she's basically revealing all the terrible things that Crimson Dawn did. And see, like, all these, all these people are... Oh, there he is! <laughs> yeah, look at that! Warwick! It's got the same hair as when he did Willow. <laughs> maybe it's the same character. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like cross-dimensional. <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe Willow takes place on a planet with, planet within the Star Wars galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious as to see whether or not her character pops up again. It never really did. No, it, it never. They, she never like popped up in Rebels. And yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. Enfis Nest. If wow. anywhere, it should have been here again. I yeah. Every time I see her, it's just so cringe. <laughs> it was just like, like I'm sure she's a talented actress or whatever. But I'm like, why would you pick someone that looks like they're 13 years old to lead like a ruthless band of like rebels or something like that? Right. Mm, yeah. Like, well, like, within the story, it makes absolutely no sense. But within yeah. marketing, it's a great idea. Yep. Was it really though? Because I mean, like we were thought with Last Jedi, how much it tanked, like how much it sucked, like because they well, so it looked good on paper. Let's just say that. Yeah, mm. fair enough. Yeah, it's all about the paper. <laughs> money, money, money. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> This ending dynamic between them is also fantastic. Yeah, it's very good. It's really well. I loved it. Yeah.
Like Kira knows Han better than anyone. Like she knew that he would help them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> there's there's the job I reference. This one, yeah. yeah. I feel like that would have been a thing in the sequel. Hmm, yep. I mean, this movie directly feeds into that, too. Yeah, I would love to see a movie with a young Han, like, meeting Jabba the Hutt for the first time. Like, that would be a lot of fun. Hmm. I will, if they did do a Disney Plus series, I would love just a, a like, a weekly, ep- episodic, kind of Monster of the Week-style Han Solo series. I think that'd be fun. That yeah. would be cool. I guess it would pretty much just be Mandalorian, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, that's a really <laughs> good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. More or less, except we get Wookiee instead of yeah. a little, uh, Baby Yoda. That's right. Same, same, but different. Yeah, same, same, but yep. different. Neither of them do much talking. <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's the idol from Indiana Jones, too. Like, no right way. next like to... Yeah, one? look at that, the little gold one. Oh, on yeah. The, on the, at the <laughs> bottom. On the left? Yeah, on oh, the left, dude. behind his shoulder. Dude, no way. That's... A, that's yep. Yeah, there it is. Right there, right next to his arm. I feel like arm. the scale is wrong. It looks small. No, that's the one oh, that yeah, he, he steals. Remember, it's like a small bag of sand. Yeah, because he, he, it's the one he swaps with the bag of rice. No, it's sand. Or is it rice or sand? It's, it's definitely sand. Sand, it sand, it up sand. sorry. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, there's just crazy. South America is and, around in yeah. like thousand-year-old temple. All of the ground is, is just, it's just rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes me wonder what other just random Lucasfilm memorabilia is just like crammed in this room. Yeah, I wonder. Actually, Probably some, yeah. some Willow stuff, some like Red Tails <laughs> that's pretty cool though i love that they did that yeah it is it's, awesome. it's a nice homage it's such a smugglery thing to do pretty oceans 11 oh yeah yeah yep.
this actually kind of got me in the theater. I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. What a twist. Yeah, yeah. I actually wasn't expecting it at all. I was like, oh, wow. That's what I loved about his character, though, is like he's so unpredictable. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I was really expecting Chewbacca to walk through the door there. Why did that feel like it's from Halo? Because uh, he looked yeah. like a brute. He did, didn't he? Yeah. His snout's not as uh, long or whatever. But yeah. It sounded like a brute, too. It sounds though. a lot like the brutes from... At least Halo 2. Are there a lot of brutes? Oh, yeah, I guess there's brutes in that's Halo. That's when you first meet yeah, them. Yeah, first meet them. They, they overthrow the elites by the end. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of see it, how red he's getting. Yeah. Like his yeah. his scabies are kicking in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a subtle effect, but it's pretty It's really it's pretty cool. cool. I like it. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I was so excited when I saw the Rodian. Yeah, me too. I remember yeah. we're sitting in the theaters, and you, Bryce, and I were just—we're more excited that we saw Rhodey in the actual movie. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, it had been yeah. what, like, three movies at this point, and there hadn't been a single original Alien. Yeah, exactly. We're like, yeah. what the crap? Yep. You know what would have been cool? Oh, never mind. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Such a cowboy line. I love oh, it. Oh, it's awesome, man. Woody Harrelson was the perfect cast for this. Oh, so absolutely. Good. So good. Why would you uh, shoot him? Yeah. This guy is like so powerful and he's worried about being indebted to him. And he just yeah. feels the shit and leaves. Leave him alive, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
The weapons he's using are really cool too. I really like it. Yeah. The, blade things. The, yeah, the laser daggers or whatever. They're a cool design. Yeah. It's almost like laser daggers off of uh, brass knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, such a good death scene. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Awesome. Stabs with his own dagger. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he just goes white. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure that's a holocron back there. Yeah, too. I was just going to say, it looks like a Sith holocron. Yeah. It's maybe a bit too big unless there's different scales. Yeah, I think there's different sizes. Yep. I feel like the stuff on the urn was supposed to be like prices heirlooms. <laughs> so Han really should have filled his pockets before he left. <laughs> yeah, honestly. That's one thing I like that they did with Han's character in this movie is how like naive they kind of made him. Like he's still yeah. like the very like uh, uh, enthusiastic, like cocky, cocky, yeah, yeah. like uh, gregarious kind of character. But he, that's the same time he's still like he's very naive. Yeah, and it fits really well because it's almost yeah. like when he sees Luke, he sees himself in him when he first meets him, right? Yeah, kind of like yeah. this wide-eyed boy, and it also explains why he is then willing to like help Luke in the end come back for him a new hope. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Cause he, it's like his, his former, uh, beliefs. Idealist. Hmm. Sam Witwer. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's such a good, such a good reveal. Like, yeah, he looks okay. so different though. He does. Yeah, it's Ray Park yeah. who's just aged. That's all. Dathomir. There you go. There's another. Yeah. Drop. Well, I guess actually, uh, that game hadn't come out yet at this point, right? Which one? Sorry. Uh, the um. Jedi why is Order. that necessary? Oh yeah, uh, no, the game hadn't. Yeah, I don't know why he turns it on, man. <laughs> like, like, um, make sure everybody knows who I am. I'm gonna turn on this lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. And make sure you see there's two sides, so it has yeah. to be Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't know already from the, like right? mechanical legs it, and the face. That doesn't, and the... doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, to get back to your question, though, um, uh, Dathomir was actually very well established in the clone wars quite a bit so oh, okay fallen yeah, fallen order yeah fallen order is actually um is actually drawing off of a lot of what clone wars actually had as a visual reference okay where were they walking to though like that's what I want to know. Like where? <laughs> there's nothing in. I don't know. I don't know where they're going. <laughs> they're just strolling along, and he like somehow he like outrun in front of them. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking like, how did he get in front of them? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm sure we'll find a ship if we just keep walking along the shore. <laughs> oh, you know, what? you know what's funny is that I think I know the exact scope that's on that gun right now too. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I love that oh, scene when he shot yeah, him that there. Was, that was it. Such was super an awesome surprising. Moment. Yeah. yeah. Because it felt very uncharacteristic of him so far in the movie. Yeah, exactly. But it all, it exactly. also fits Han shot first. <laughs> I think. I think it was. It was also. Yeah, that was totally just to please fans too, right? Like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't worry, they're gonna redo an edit, and uh, Woody Harrelson's head is gonna do like this weird shifting motion. He's gonna shoot at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> the, the the George Lucas version and it, like the 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 blaster bolt whizzes past his head as he does. Yeah, like, you know, just like <laughs> Greedo misses from like three feet away. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um. That being said, I have to say again, as an experience shooter with handguns it's actually harder to hit someone with a handgun than you would think <laughs> even when you have the drop on them under the table and they're like literally sitting at booth seat away from you yeah. well I, that's yeah that's a little bit close but i'm <laughs> all right there's the unspoken goodbye there mm -hmm. and he's starting to learn <laughs> yeah yeah So much room for sequels in this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah so much room. Like, yeah, they could make an entire TV series out of this if they wanted to. Oh, for sure. Oh, actually, I would be surprised if they did an animated version. When the Resistance actually, yeah. is done, they're going to need something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't, don't sound too excited now, Josh. Yeah, no, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want movies... Excluding those people, <laughs> or the rest no, of them are fine. I, just, just that character. <laughs> I, I would, I would love a sequel to this. Honestly, like it, it, it deserves and one. I'd rather watch a, a cartoon series 
than a, read a novel. That yeah, absolutely, or a comic. absolutely, yeah. I I I'd definitely rather that than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> and that's your so, last line. <laughs> uh, yeah, <my. laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that Warwick has become like this new like iconic person. They try to you gotta like try to like spot him. He's like a movie Easter egg in the Star Wars movies. He totally is. <laughs> he's so like he's, it's not like memeable, but it's just you can't have Star Wars almost without him now. He's like he hosts know, right? every single celebration. He's got cameos in every film. It's like, you know He is Star Wars. Does he really? Yeah. Wow. Who is that guy? He's um he's, he's a, a, he started off his Star Wars career as uh as Wicket the Ewok. Ewok, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and he's been like everyone's. Oh yeah, we now. talked about that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. See, there we Lando. go. There's like the womanizing Lando. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love his shirt in this as well. Yeah, dude. Isn't yeah. that shirt on one of his uniforms in Battlefront 2? Yep. Is yeah, it? Uh, I, uh, is it? I don't know. It might That'd be. be awesome There's one was. that's really like ridiculous looking because they have oh. a couple of like. It's not Ewok <laughs> gliders on there, is it? You know what? It actually might be. <laughs> it does look like it. <laughs> like, if it's Ewok gliders, like, how the crap? I thought the Ewoks were, like, undiscovered. Wait, wait, wait. Is this shirt online? I want to find this shirt now. Josh, good. I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up already. It's like a shirt uh, with Ewok gliders on it. A little early. I think, I think it actually is. No Hold way. On. Oh, my gosh. I'm buying Hold this on. shirt. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Oh yeah, high res shot of the pattern on Lando's shirt from alternate outfit in Battlefront Two. Can anyone recognize the ship glider on it? Uh, they are originally going to be used in Empire Strikes Back, I think. Oh, it's a, so it's like a Ralph McQuarrie design. Oh, uh, okay, that's better. Because if they had walk oh. gliders on there, I'd be like, <laughs> Oh man, that, that'd I'd be pretty be funny. Kind of annoyed. <laughs> Just as the Ewoks like gliding they, around, like waving. They do it look at very similar, though. Like it's. Yeah, it is uncanny. Uh oh. called out yeah it was a good ending i like that yeah, was yeah it was awesome yeah it puts truth into the whole fair and square debate that comes later on yeah <laughs> yeah i beat you fair and square yeah yeah one right. that from you fair and square he does and then he doesn't say that anything right? I know, right? <laughs> yeah <laughs> there look at this this is direct lead into a possible sequel yeah right what <laughs> i love that line <laughs> Right. It's so, so good, man. Such a good ending. Yeah, it really is. 
Yeah, so I mean, great movie. I just uh, so good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think honestly, I wish I wish that we got like a follow up to this, but yeah, yeah. I, I, it's too bad that um, that we just haven't so far. So like, yeah, well, look, Phil Lord and Chris Willow movie? are still credited as producers, but yeah, I saw that because uh, they. I mean, they pretty well did. They made a lot of decisions. Yeah, <laughs> it was too late for Ron Howard to change. So. Right. Yeah, yeah look, there's John Williams' there. credit there. Sorry, quick question. What's the next... Yeah. Do we know what the next, like, actual movie that they're making is going to be? I don't even know. Yeah, so, even... I mean, that's that's the one thing that, that kind of annoyed a lot of people recently was that um, there was a statement made by by Kathleen Kennedy to say that, that uh, they were stepping back to... Uh, to analyze what George did with the the series and everything, and and it, it I, I get I think there's just a lot of confused people out there just because it's like why haven't you done that before? You made it all these movies that you had no idea <laughs> Honestly, where they were going to go. They need to they need to boot her out the front door. I don't know why they still have Kathleen Kennedy. Like she's messed it up so bad. Like oh my gosh. You know what they should do? They should hire George. I bet you that would smooth it over real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! After after everything, he's still. I don't think he's coming back. Like as much as everyone wants. wants How old that to is happen, he now? Uh, he is. seventy six. He's uh, seventy six yeah. years old. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's done, man. Now he's gonna have like anywhere he goes, he's gonna have like retainers and stuff like that. Like he's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be Yoda in the floating chair. Yeah. Well, make like, sure I was, he doesn't say the wrong thing. Like, make sure he's doing okay. Like, no, no, was, this is too much for him. He can't do that. I've always thought that, like, what he said about about the reason why he's selling the company, right? Like, that was uh, he said uh, to do these movies right, I would need about ten years to do them. And he was only talking about doing three, and yeah. he was talking about a decade worth of production, right? Like, similar to how he managed the prequels because he started around ninety five or or something around there. Uh, doing like time, early yeah. early drafts, right? Yeah, exactly. And and then of course, Revenge of the Sith came out in, in two thousand five. So I mean, it, that that was roughly like a decade worth of like planning and preparing for these three films to be released. And uh, and it's like to do them right. So like, I'll need about ten years to do them. So this way, I'm passing the torch down to the next generation of filmmakers and so and so. But I mean, you know, you passed it to a, a big, massive, multi billion dollar franchise who was interested in not only making uh, more than three. But they want to do one per year. They want so, to pump them out as fast as possible. Kind of the exact yeah. opposite direction that George was going in the first it, place. It's it's totally the opposite direction. And then not to mention they went in the complete opposite direction as to like the outline that they that you handed it. You get the maker of Star Wars handing you an outline for the next three films. And like why would you not make those movies, right? Like I just don't understand yeah, like why like he's done sure. a lot of the work for you, yeah. Yeah, so so I, it's just it's just too bad like the way I that things work. You brought out. my metachlorian, so why does no one talk about metachlorians in these sequel movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a single mention of them either. Yeah, uh, I totally didn't think about that. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> yeah, it was like and deleted. Yeah, oh, man, JJ. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, Reed, I, uh, uh, Blake knows this, but I uh, yeah, I've got this thing about about. JJ, I just I, I just think you've really talked about don't. it with me before. Like personally, I don't oh. mind JJ Abrams because, like I said, I like what he did with Star Trek. So that's my only experience True. with JJ Abrams. Like he did a really good job with those Star Trek movies. I don't I honestly, think he directed all of them. If I 
to remember. I know Simon Pegg did at least one of them. Mm-hmm. I think he did the last one. I can't remember if I think that's right. The second yeah. one was J.J. Abrams or someone else, though. Yeah. See, I it was J.J. Abrams. Yeah, was I remember. JJ? I remember okay, yeah. reading an article online. I think. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. Because yeah. Because then the yeah, third one he didn't do it because he came and did Star Wars. Okay. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah. Yeah. So like as far as Star Trek goes, though, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the way the way I kind of understand it is, I mean, with Star Wars, you have a very continuous timeline. You have a very solid structured story uh, with Star Trek, an alternate dimension where these films can take place isn't out of the question. Right? Yeah. So I've been, when, I've been when, watching Next Generation recently, and maybe the original series is a bit different, but because it was originally a TV series and not films it was very episodic so you could have these weird adventures that are completely different episode episode yeah yeah well and and also it's like it's not like they're messing with the original continuity because they make it very clear it's like yes this is a different different timeline right yeah so uh, whereas you, you watch like the new picard show that's based in the old timeline with you know the original actors and everything like that and the new films are based in the new timeline and and yeah and so to people who don't like those like really hardcore star wars star trek fans that don't like the new films uh there it's it's not like it destroys everything that they know and love already because that story is still going right so with star wars it's a very tough like thing to juggle like the delicacy of how fans actually take this thing because uh you have a very solid structure story so when you start changing things like bringing back Palpatine it's like oh well that changes the entire ending of Return of the Jedi like now yeah, Darth Vader no longer kills the Emperor like yeah, it, it, it changes a movie change. that's been around for 40 years yeah. so yeah well, I mean like, that's why I think it'll be interesting when we get the chance to watch like Force Awakens because I know that you dislike that movie I think a lot more than uh than I did I do I do yeah I think we, we've talked about this before too that like I I don't I, I think it's like an okay movie there's but like my main thing is just that it's not very original but I think that bothered me a lot less than it bothered you <laughs> yeah i i think there was there was too much about it that i just really didn't like and and uh i mean as far as like having gone forward with other stories that take place i think there's some there's some things i can kind of let slip by um i had a huge problem with star killer base like a giant problem with with a third <laughs> super weapon yeah the, uh, the not dead star <laughs> man yeah it's just it's just ridiculous i was like that's just ridiculous and, like the whole like the whole meeting that they have with the hologram they're like this was the death star and this is star killer base and like they actually exaggerate the word and i was <laughs> yeah. like i was like why like just just leave it alone honestly like, i think all that came down to jj more than anything else oh I think totally, 100% 100% yeah because he helped write the film what's funny is people like the original star trek I'm sorry, like J.J. Uh, Star Trek, because it felt like Star Wars with Star Trek characters in the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. With, like a whole fast pace, you know, very uh, like almost fantasy-esque kind of adventure. Whereas when he did Star Wars, I feel like the issue came down where he was such a big fan of the original movies that he didn't want to add to it. He wanted to like tell remake them. Of the same story. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of the narrative gets gets repetitive and and stupid, honestly. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, you know, I want to see something new. I don't. I don't want to see something that that's already a classic. Like, you know, yeah. it's like you're not you're not making a new classic by remaking a classic. You know, like it's it's like and and you know what angered me even more 
was the way that they advertised the movie as well. They advertised it as just Star Wars The Force Awakens. They did not advertise it as Episode Seven. And uh, furthermore, they were so be- to oh, build yeah. on top so of that. They wanted a throwback to Empire when it first came out. Yeah, exactly. And then to build on top of that, uh, they uh, there was news articles online that didn't know any better that were calling this new Star Wars film the Star Wars reboot. And I was like, uh, that's right, not yeah. the, that's not the way to, to to market the new Star Wars movie. Like, it's not a reboot; it's a sequel. And and yeah. it should be known as a sequel, not a reboot, because a reboot, clearly from how many Spider-Mans we have, is a reboot. How many Batmans we have, that's a reboot. <laughs> like, like this isn't a reboot. And then when I went, I, I was I was like trying to convince everyone, I was like, this is not a reboot. I went and saw the movie, it was a reboot. It was like a full <laughs> rehash of the same movie. I was like, what the heck, man? I was like, it just bothered oh me so much. Oh my gosh. Uh, I was gonna say this time through, I actually because I haven't seen it in a while. It's been at least at least eight months, I'd say, since I watched it last, maybe more. Yeah. And some of the things that really stuck out to me that I disliked last time, or what I remember seeing it, didn't seem as prominent this time. Right. Maybe it's because I was chatting with you guys and I missed some of it. But I'd say the good stuff actually seemed possibly better, and the bad stuff actually seemed maybe not as bad as I remember. Yeah, I, I you know it's I, I think the more you watch that movie, the more time it has to kind of sink in and and really uh just sit better in yeah. your stomach, you know? Yeah. Like for me like I've I've like this to me this has always been like a good movie. Like the stuff yeah. that sucks sucks, but like <laughs> once you get past those parts in the movie, the rest of the movie's great. Like it's yeah. awesome. Like the cast- So what you're saying is once L3 is dead, the movie's fantastic. The rest of it's great. <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's a good point, <laughs> yeah. actually. That's a good Honestly, point. I, I, mean, I it's like a little, it's Sorry, it's a little sad that there's not like a sequel and possibly might not be any kind of like a series going forward and stuff like that. Because for the most part, I really like the movie. Like it, visually, sure. great Star yeah. Wars movie. I, like we said from the beginning, like of like all of the new ones that Disney has come out with, this one and Rogue One are the best ones. Like, yeah, I, I agree with like, that. Like, I think yeah. this one does this yeah, movie, like excluding Mandalorian. stuff. Yeah, excluding Mandalorian, like compared to the uh, the sequel movies and stuff like that. Like, I still think this is quite a long ways ahead of all three of the uh, sequel movies and stuff. Like, it had a great like original plot for the most part. Like, it did, in spite of like some of the things we talked about, like the Imperial Academy and stuff like that, that we kind of missed out on. Yeah, the there's stuff that you could tell from the deleted scenes they had originally in the film. Yeah. And they, for whatever reason, decided that's what they were going to cut. But I, yeah. we, I guess we both had discussed, all of us here, that it would have been stronger to leave that in. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a, like a director change issue where yeah. Ron Howard decided it was unnecessary and went this direction or who made that call. Because yeah. maybe that's what it was. Yeah, maybe but, it could have just been that or like, yeah, like you, you, I think one of you said too that it could have been like just like a time Thing, like they just cut it out for the sake of yeah a lot of stuff just them. gets cut like yeah i even think like revenge of the sith there was like what how many sequences like cut out oh there was uh, it, there was an entire i mean we we talked about this during the commentary but there was an entire sequence that would have uh well multiple sequences that would have involved uh padme's political senator that's friends right yeah yeah and bail organa and mon and mothma the creation of the rebellion. Um, yeah the creation of the rebellion mon mothma's part was completely cut out of that movie but they used the same actress to reprise her role in Rogue One. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so if to the average kind of like viewer that watches the film, you know, it's great it's great as it is, but um but I mean if you if you if you 
wanted to kind of watch the movie and then watch all those deleted scenes uh they they have a hundred percent relevance to the plot of the film they have great lead-in into of course the mm -hmm. next films having used the same actors that then show up later on right like uh, the continuity standpoint and all the scenes were all finished. Like they were all yeah. Uh, I don't really like the, when they don't play the scenes. They were completely finished. Yeah, I yeah they were polished. General yeah. Grievous like executed a Jedi. Yep, that was uh the yeah the whole uh, actually that sequence there was a few shots in there that weren't finished, but yeah the Shakti death scene. Um, that was uh, that was a pretty good moment. I think they decided to take that out to keep the the Grievous think, reveal. Um, uh, like to the to the bridge when they finally get there uh but mm. at the same time it i guess they wanted to shorten that whole thing with them on the ship and yeah it, that's it just the point i was going to get at is is for this movie as well a lot of stuff that actually seemed to fit super well maybe connect stuff together just gets cut because they want to make it as short as possible for yeah viewing audiences which it's is kind bad. of funny though because you see a lot of movies coming out now that are over part three hours one, part two that, like... that too i mean like you look at the mm -hmm. harry potter franchise they split the the, the oh last my book gosh, yeah. movies, right. right yeah and so yeah. For, you know for good or bad on in that case they could do something like that but mm -hmm. i would rather just have a three-hour film to be honest you see yeah, yeah that's exactly the way i see it too i think i think a, a longer single movie instead of instead of the alternative is is like yeah is the best i think uh i think that's that's possibly the way that things are headed as well. I mean, you well, know, you get movies like Avatar uh, and and Endgame, yeah. and and it's like yeah. all those movies are top grossing movies of all time, and they I are. Mean, look at Titanic. Long. It was yeah. it was like three hours, and it was top grossing like 15, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, like that's one of the things too. Is to me, like Star Wars of all the movies that could get away with like each movie being like a big, long, like epic like three hour movie or something like that like star wars is pretty much the one that could do it like oh yeah the franchises sure. like lord of the rings or something like that yeah, they or did it with return of the king yeah like yeah. those movies are so so long and or, or i mean like i can't remember how long the like uh fellowship and uh two towers they're, are. they're not too bad i think yeah. they're like two and a half roughly yeah. But even, uh, I mean, that, let's look, that's let's theatrical, look the though. That's theatrical. The extended are obviously quite a bit longer. Yeah, the extended of Fellowship is is uh, two hundred and eight minutes. Yeah. So that's that's like that's quite a bit actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you oh yeah, the extended that, editions uh, are so so long, dude. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. over three hours. That's that's yeah. yeah. That's like three. That's like three and a half hours or so yeah. or something. Like it's it's insane. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And, and, but, and that's like, the shortest one. Those are the <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like yeah, they're like the epic movies do like so well and stuff like that. So at the end, like I would watch the Star Wars version of that, especially if oh, it was like the yeah. prequel. The problem is. I don't know if I would want to sit through a, a sequel that's that long. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it, well, it depends. It depends who makes it. I could do it though. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, like, I watched Mandalorian for that long. I yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and and it, I guess it's based on like. I'm still surprised that the episodes aren't longer as it is. I was very surprised at the first yeah. season. Each episode, each episode was. I think Reed actually brought this up at one of the roundtable Mandalorian nights that we had, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I think you mentioned it. it was just like so unexpectedly short. Like it was like 37 minutes or something. The first episode. Oh yeah. And uh, and I think we were all kind of expecting like an hour at least, like yeah. a solid a solid hour per episode, kind of like Game of Thrones style, an hour to hour and ten minutes kind of thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like a mini movie sort of thing, because 
there's only eight episodes happening, right? So right. Yeah, that makes sense. You you want your money's worth out of that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Especially yeah. since too, like that that was the, didn't we talk about how that like TV shows like had the highest production budget or something like that out of like any TV show ever? Game of Thrones. Uh no, uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. No, is I, that more I than Game of Thrones? I, no, like, I don't. I don't think it's more than the last season of Game of Thrones. But I know that it was still pretty big. Like it's up. Yeah. There. It's it's yeah, it's on it's, the it's on the roster for for one of the highest. Yeah. Yeah. So it's super big. So it's like like, and those episodes are like half. Yeah, like half. The I think time it's of like a Game of Thrones episode. I think it was ten million per episode. I believe. Uh, let me yeah, just look this up real quick. But I'm not sure. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe so, uh, oh, sorry, fifteen, fifteen million dollars per episode. Even more. Whoa, jeez, <laughs> like, holy crap, man! That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I know Game of Thrones. It's not that much per episode, but then the very final, like, giant sequence is always. Oh, great. the last, yeah. yeah, the last like whole like one or two seasons are just like monstrous. Like, yeah, the that's that going on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think you know what it says. The final episode of Game of Thrones was actually. 15 million dollars uh but on average it was about over 10 million dollars per episode for through like through through the but they have more show. episodes per season. yeah they had yeah, and seasons. they have more seasons have, too yeah. yeah so i think more money has been dumped into that show still yeah. but uh but yeah even yeah. like just like when i look at like other shows nowadays right now like when i think about like uh the boys or something like that from amazon prime or just like a lot of the netflix series uh uh tv shows and stuff like that like eight like eight episodes is like become pretty common uh for those like yeah. murder tv shows and, what's funny is that really came from the uk mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i i much prefer it too because uh, when you look at tv shows that are 24 you know 22 24 episodes in a season oh, and each one of them are 45 minutes long like it takes forever it's crazy. to get through it yeah yeah and, it's and like, a lot of it feels like filler yeah. yeah it does yeah oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, you get a lot of filler like watching game of thrones i remember because i think it like varies too, like the amount of episodes per season and so getting through some of those seasons is just is painful like some of mm-hmm. it is because it's just like not really that much is happening it's just a lot of drama a lot of like dialogue and stuff like that which uh, to me is an interesting i watch movies for the 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 battles and explosions and stuff so <laughs> yeah spoken like a real prequel fan that, that actually that actually makes a lot of sense as to why you like the new star trek movies as well yeah pretty much i go. mean like well i told you too i wasn't even the star trek fan i had never seen or or listened to a single thing of star trek before the new movies because and that was partly because my cousin was a huge like, he's a huge star trek fan and so he really liked them and so he i think he introduced me to them i was like oh these are really cool movies like it's basically star wars but not star wars like, yeah exactly explosion. that was that's how a lot of people felt myself included yeah a lot of people yeah i think a lot of star trek fans were really upset because they were like oh this is basically just star wars but like yeah and it's funny there's like 40 years of them fighting which one's better and then they all of a sudden star trek becomes star wars <laughs> yeah, yeah literally like those movies did i would argue did better than star i'm wars pretty well. sure i'm pretty sure it was the first star trek uh, of that series that uh threw in uh jj threw in a, a little the rtd2, R2-D2? yeah Fighter space or whatever yeah yeah was yeah. that jj though or was that yeah, yeah it was that was JJ. JJ. yeah okay yeah yeah i've was, seen that if you like freeze frame through uh, there's like, like one seven, frame yeah. of r2d2 like yeah. hidden in this chaos of yeah he like flies towards the the co- the cockpit or whatever of the the ship while they're going through like a yeah debris and stuff like that of the federation fleet yeah 
It's so sort of yeah, it's it okay. is. <laughs> take that, Star Trek fans! The ultimate betrayal. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I saw, I saw this picture. I saw this picture because, of course, J.J. Abrams has been given like uh, some sort of special license through Warner Brothers to work on uh, on the on DC films. Right. And uh, and so I saw this really funny picture. I think I may have sent it to you guys at one point, but uh, it's this. It's the you know those single panel cartoons in the back of a newspaper that look very yeah yeah. yeah so there was cool. so there was a picture of uh it was like J.J. Abrams's face on top of uh like the uh, like a, a Reaper kind of thing like you know and he's got one of those like. Like a Halloween, Reaper. yeah, Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper yeah, robes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's wearing, he looks like a Dementor, basically, <laughs> and and uh, and he's got this big, like, you know, scythe, scythe. scythe. Yeah, yeah, exactly, a scythe, and <laughs> and he's he's walking out of, uh, there's like there's like a door, there's three doors. I think one of them, one of them said Star Trek, one of them said Star Wars, and then one of them said DC. Both the Star Trek ones and the Star Wars ones were open, <laughs> and there was like blood on the floor, tr- like like pooling out the doorway. Yeah, 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 and he yeah. was like, he had this oh, evil yeah. smile on his face, and he was going into the DC door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was quite funny. It was quite funny. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> man. I've seen I've seen some pretty good memes online with yeah. this whole thing, but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, should we wrap this up here? Um, yeah, we've got... been chatting a while. It's probably <laughs> good around here. Yeah, we're yeah. reaching about two hours and forty five minutes here, so um, I think everyone at home is probably going to be switching us off soon. Got tired of listening. To this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we, we oh, talked for a good bit. We talked yeah. for a good bit before and now after the, the movie. So. Yeah, yeah. Not, even, not even screen time yeah exactly oh man all right well thanks thanks guys for coming on again it's 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 fun every single time and i'm looking forward to the next one too we got rogue one so all right man yeah thanks thanks for the invite i was uh, happy to be here and i'm looking forward to doing the rest of them and maybe even mandalorian episodes when they come out for season two of course yeah mandalorian oh uh, yeah we'll be doing those we'll we'll be doing mandalorian nights on a weekly basis so uh you know We'll do an after. We'll do it after show style. So we'll all sit down, maybe sync up and watch the episode, and then uh, absolutely do a, a chat about it after kind of thing. So. Yeah, that sounds perfect. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. And real quick words before we finish up here, uh, you can get in touch with us at our Twitter feed at SW Escape Podcast. So if you have Twitter, it's the the best way to keep on on top of all the updates and and everything. Start keep in touch with the show you know we'd love to to hear from you guys and if you don't have twitter you can reach us at our email which is uh, the escape outlook.com so feel free to reach out you can also drop us a voicemail at our speakpipe address that's www.speakpipe.com slash star wars escape pod uh, our host site is uh, star wars escape pod.podbean.com and of course we have the facebook page up live so you can find us in that just hit us up on there uh, you can also find us on swell new app go to uh, go to uh, https uh, colon slash slash swell dot life uh, it's a pretty cool app it's kind of like twitter but voice memo based keeps it under five minutes uh, beginning some activity on there and it's it's pretty fun it's interesting small user base but it's interesting so uh, be sure to check that out if you're if you're looking for some new form of uh, social media to get into and uh, of course we got our disc discord link uh, if you know what discord links look like it's uh, it's on our twitter feed in the url section and you guys are all very welcome to join that. There's some public public channels 
ready to go. It's actually what we used to organize the show with. So I uh, figured I would open up a few public channels and, uh, you know, see if we can get some activity on there. Nothing crazy, but uh, we got some cool stuff. So just uh, keep that in mind. Also, if you guys are able to help us out in any way whatsoever, five-star ratings are the best way to go, as well as sharing this podcast with a friend. That's honestly huge help, and uh, we'd appreciate it uh, a lot. So we'll see you next time, guys. May the force be with you.